It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and intern Rob again. Rob, uh, mate, we got precisely zero feedback from the, the listeners that you know, that you did a bad job. Obviously, there was a lot of compliments for um for your dog. I can't remember its name. I was just amazing. Oh, it's amazing. The barking's been ringing in my head all week, eh? But um, yeah, lots of lots of good good feedback for Maisie's input. Um, so um, you know, in order not to be upstage, you've taken her for a walk now, and we think we've got it under control. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. No. Thanks. Thanks. I'm happy to be back, lads. <laughs> mate and uh, Ryan, obviously, mate, we. Uh, We've had some some interesting stuff in our TLT this week, and um, I, I seen you. I've been having a go at you boys all day for not trying to get uh, to to you know ruin all the good stuff for the podcast in the in the group chat today. So Ryan, I know you're absolutely frothing, mate. A scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Oh, somewhere between nine and eleven, I think. That's awesome. Turn it up. Yeah. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> um, yeah, boys, we've got a uh, yeah, big pod tonight with all the uh, the usual stuff. Uh, they've shown up some some nice TLT stuff for us. I want to start off with a couple of um, items, and I'm going to do this for the ease of uh, Rob timestamping the uh, team chats. And I want to bring up a couple of uh, last week significant uh, events or things that happened. And, guys, straight off the bat, obviously, last night, the uh, the Parramatta Eels absolutely capitulating to the Bulldogs was probably the worst display of rugby league by one team that I've seen in a long time. Um, Ryan, they they let the punters club down mm. the Eels. Um, and I mean, you did. In fairness to you, I have been blaming you for it, but in fairness to you, you did suggest to me that we should have hedged it. So you know, I'll, I will award you that. But mate. I do want to suggest the people on Twitter are slowly coming around to my take on Gutherson. Finally. Yes. I don't know if you remember this, Ryan. In our uh, pre-season episode, I, we did a flaming hot takes episode. Mm-hmm. And um, do you remember what I said about the Parramatta Eels? Uh, I remember you saying they wouldn't make the eight or something like that off yeah. the top of my head. So they were going to start strong in the year and then they were going to drop a couple of the games to some teams that they shouldn't lose to through the origin period and BA was going to be on the way out by the time origin period was finished. That's what I said. It's pretty pretty spot on, well, at least on yeah. the way. Although- yeah, well, BA seems to be a bit of a protected species. And, I mean, we do need to talk about this. Rob, and I, I feel sorry for you, mate, because, you know, you're a you're a Warriors fan, which you know you have to watch performances like that every single week when you watch your team. Just used but... to it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get a drive by in there on the Warriors. It's all right, but man. you know, but um, yeah, there was just there seemed to be and and from your, I was watching it going. Parramatta have been reading their own headlines this week. They've been, you know, expecting to turn up there as dollar twelve favorites, not do the tough stuff. They look like a team that had never had a training session before. You know, Gutherson's about as useful as tits on a bull. And, you know, this the whole thing. They didn't earn the right to play 
footy and they kept trying to do it anyway. There was a bunch of just garbage offense. And I mean, I, I struggle to imagine outside of, because people were talking about the Eels being, you know, basically it was, it was Storm and Panthers and then Eels were like sort of number three in the premiership betting, basically, you know, with the Roosters obviously starting poorly. And I don't think anyone's really giving the Cowboys or the Broncos, well, I mean, anyone with a brain's giving the Cowboys a chance, surely. But, um, you know, are the Eels, is there any way, Ryan, that you could imagine them coming away doing anything come finals time? Oh, look, it's it's tough to draw conclusions Like when we're still halfway through the season. Um, it's, it's this team, like I think I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, that they're a real Jekyll and Hyde, just inconsistent team that like I think my words were on their day, they're, you know, they can beat anyone in the competition, but on their day they can lose to anybody in the competition. Um, yeah, because we've seen this team beat the Penrith Panthers and the Storm and then lose to last twice now. It's, yeah, it's just... Mm. It's pretty poor. They they seem like a uh, one and done, maybe sneak through to the uh, second week of the finals type team. But yeah, it's, it's it's pretty rough going at the moment. Yeah, there just seems to be a complete lack of professionalism. Is that the, you know, like you well, know when so- you listen to the storm when they talk pre-game, doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they're playing against. They you know they're, oh yeah you know they're a tough outfit. We're going to have to be strong and blah blah blah. But you can tell that they've been just told all week if you bastards lose to this team that's coming last, you're going to be running army boot camps for the rest of the season instead of footy training. Whereas I think you know maybe they would have been out you know having avocado toast and you know drinking beers before the game, thinking that they were going to walk away with an easy victory. Don't you think? There seems to be some mind-boggling coaching decisions going on as well. Like, just like we've seen Dylan Brown shift to the centres this year to accommodate Jake Arthur. We've seen now Papali'i being moved into the middle to split <laughs> For his time with thirty-minute, twenty-minute split role, much to the fucking yeah. dismay of his excuse me, to the dismay go, of his managers. <laughs> You've got to get near Corey and Sean Lane in there, apparently. Um, it, it just boggles my mind because like, he's such, been such a dangerous weapon on that edge and now just to reduce his role, I don't know. It just it seems very Brad Arthur to me, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I, as part of that, I said Isaiah Pupley wasn't going to be a fantasy keeper this year. That was one of my other flaming hot takes that I had, which was looking pretty bad. <laughs> Up until about three weeks ago, but it's well, I'll t- it's I'll tell you it's though, trending of, in the right direction now. <laughs> I'll tell you though, one of my hot takes is actually looking alright. I remember I said Broncos top four. Oh mate, yeah. Well, you know, I actually think the Bulldogs are a chance of making the eight. Hey, Pete, Pete was straight on it after the game. I was on the treadmill at the gym, and sure enough, I get uh, my younger brother Peter piping up with a. Recommendation to get on the Bulldogs top eight, which I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm happy to take him to beat the West Tigers this week at a dollar eighty or whatever they are still. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there was that obviously, and um, I did have a couple of really nice comments on our Twitter, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here, but um, you know, saying at what point does Gutherson lose the uh, the King nickname, considering he's <laughs> below average at the position. Um, and I've had a number of <laughs> suggestions about uh, what we should rename uh, Clint Gutherson to, um, including a, a list of lower positions than King, which include Peasant Gutherson, which I sort of am quite partial to. Um, there was a nice suggestion there of Clit Gutherson, which was... 
which was nice. This was leading well into our pun segment. Um, but there was one, uh, there was one more, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, court jester. No, there was some, there was some good stuff here about, um, about Guffo. The people are really getting stuck in. Twelve months ago, they didn't want on, uh, they didn't want to get on board with it, but at the moment, it's there's a, there's a movement where we're starting the anti Guffo movement. But, um, boys, speaking of the puns, though, I think we might might do the puns early and get them out of the way, eh? Oh, the people love them. Yeah, mate. Can't and, get enough. And Dom's coming in straight fire with you and Aiken, <laughs> which is. Uh, you know, obviously he's been he's been left out. Per you know, obviously, we'll come back to the Warriors, but uh, yeah, you and Aiken, as opposed to uh, Scory Scory Horsbra. <laughs> that's Matty. Matty's he's always in with a bunch of them. He's got about twelve of them here. He's got a. <laughs> uh, I did like um, Josh added Carnage. <laughs> and how good uh, was he? Reese robbed him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Josh added Carnage. He was, well, he wasn't good for the punt club, but outside of that. No. It was tough and, celebrating uh, all those bulldogs, <laughs> scoring all those points. Absolutely. <laughs> Not having any and, eels. Uh, but on, on brand for your TikTok that you made today, Rob, we got uh, oh, Mitchell, Mitchell O'Nosis. <laughs> that was Mitchell so Boises. funny. <laughs> Yeah, I could watch mate, it all day. Put, you should have put that on the official amateurs TikTok, mate. I, I tried to give it to Ryan. I honestly, our TikTok's a bit, um, bit above my pay scale. I think. Yeah, I'll right, fix it okay. up. I'll fix it up. Yeah. I'll, uh, Ryan, I'll get it yeah, up. Yeah, cheers, People are going to want to see this TikTok that you made now. So it's all right. Um, I'll, I'll post it on the page now that I've mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> we got any? Um, we got any good ones over on Instagram, boys? Or I was just going through the Facebook. We got my James. Phone, what... James my Ted Asko. <laughs> uh, my favourite one was Pain Glass. Oh, yeah, Pain oh. Glass. How's or he Dylan done both frown. his shoulders, eh? It's pretty unlucky, isn't it? It's just like, it reminds me of when, when Lolo broke both his hands or his hand <laughs> twice or something. Like... Punching walls, yeah. No, it was two different hands, I'm sure. sure it was. Chef oh. Ramsey, I like that one. Yeah, there was uh, Jacob Carazzle Dazzle. Oh, Dylan Frown. Yeah, there's a couple of other ones there. I won't say the one from Jack because that's a bit rude. We're a, a but um, no, there's some good stuff there. And and, and <laughs> Chef Ramsey, Tohu and oh, Barra Harris. Um, in Paris, I quite like that one as well. Paris. No, it's good. There's good, a some good man. creativity out there, guys. Keep keep them coming. So I like it. All right, boys, we might uh, jump across to some teamless, eh? Yes. Yeah, so Rob, jot this down, mate. This is uh, 11 minutes. We're going on to the Dragons here up against the Rabbitohs. So first week, guys, we've got to, you know, get intern Rob moving on his on his stuff. Just so, ahead of you, mate. Yeah, no, I know. Mate, you're, you're all over it, mate. That's why that's why you're here. So um, this, we're going to double your pay again this week. Uh, <laughs> the Dragons look pretty... Uh, as per program, Tarek Sims comes back at lock and DeBellin goes to prop. Fantasy-wise, it's probably just one big avoid here. Do you guys have anything? Jack Bird was a bit disappointing, but, I mean, what what are we are we interested in anyone from the Dragons? Um, I mean, a few people own uh, Cody Ramsey, but I'm not sure I'd be buying now. It's, what, three, nearly 350K. It's probably a mm. little bit... 
little bit too much, but I mean, he's not a terrible. And, and Jack Bird was okay. Like in a, in a game where he where the Cowboys just rolled over the Dragons to put up thirty seven isn't isn't terrible. Yeah, no, I did. I did see we had a question come through about Ben Hunt, who I'm still looking at. Um, You've been looking at him for about two months. Well, you gotta just he hasn't the really mark. done anything to dissuade me or persuade me. So just looking at his last four games, it's 63, 51, 48, 51. So, I mean, but it, that's also against Titans, Warriors, and Bulldogs, three of those scores. So the, the big problem that I got with Ben Hunt is that, did you see that, the, the thing that I put up about the weird stats? About how his tackles are down? Yeah. So... So and this is a big enough. I remember I brought it up with you about two months ago, but it's it's enough of a sample size now that it's, it's statistically significant. So, 2021 he averaged 17.8 tackles per game, but in 2022 he's only made 18 or more tackles one time. Yeah, well, it's uh, one it's time weird, in 13 it? games he's made 18 tackles, but his average was 17.8. And like I was thinking, I was like, oh. Um, or maybe it was just like, you know, the the rules, the new rules or whatever, and he's gone back to normal. But back in 2015, he averaged over 21 tackles per game. He's a higher – I know there was a couple of seasons where he was playing hooker, so I didn't want to sort of muddy the stats with that. But, yeah, he, so it's not like he's a bad defensive half, but, like, I mean, he's, his tackles are dropped by, like, five or six a game on average now. Like, it's usually 10, 11, 12, 14, you know, not 17, 18, 22, 23. Like and the one time that he did go over seventeen point eight, it was eighteen on the dot. Like yeah, wow. So yeah, his yeah, tackles are pretty high, aren't they? But yeah. well, I suppose no bigger than any other half. No, I did well, some, in, in Origin some... he was playing in the centres, like defending in the centres a little bit. So mm. I wonder if he is like just taking a bit of a, a backseat on on defence because otherwise he gets well, targeted too much. Well, that's my curiosity is I wonder if maybe either the attacking teams are targeting Teletower Moan as a younger half because they know mm. Ben Hunt's actually a good defensive half or whether he's intentionally being rested. Mm. I have to think he's a potentially avoiding contact because even that 18-tackle game came in the one golden point game they played this year when they played mm. 90 minutes. 90 so minutes. Like, yeah, so if you you know were to extrapolate that down to a normal game, like it's back down around 14. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's just an interesting point. And I think for that reason, I'm not going to buy him. Um, mm. but yeah, it's just, I just thought it was interesting to point out. So, um, cause it is, it's a dramatic, dramatic shift in his, his base sort of how he accumulates points. So I did look and his attacking stats are up, which makes me think if anything, he's probably going to maybe trend a little bit down. So, um, I'm going to put in a void on Ben Hunt unless he, Make some thing that he's going to be defending more, but you think being the dragons being so bad that they'd be tackling more, but it sort of seems to be the opposite. So, mm. yeah, Who, what do I know? I don't know. So, is it that Lomax is floating in and making more tackles, maybe? Because he seems to be sort of high base stats, even though the dragons are are bad. So, is he is he making a high amount of tackles for a center? Oh, he made twenty two last game, twenty two a couple of games ago. No, not really. No. I mean, okay. 22 is fairly above average for most centers, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, like, seven that the other, before, other game there was seven. Yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I sort of, you know, put it out of my mind as a thing. Yeah. So, anyway, um, no, just a point of interest. So, I think I think, I think, think most of all we're probably just saying don't worry about anyone that plays for the Dragons. 
Yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Rabbitohs. Uh, no Latrell. They're saying he's, they're going to give him an extra two weeks, get some training miles through the legs. I think that's a good move from them. Um, they should be able to put this Dragons team away without Latrell. Um, but, I mean, fantasy-wise, this is Damien Cook and Cameron Murray. Um, and Muzz Campbell Graham has been, also been really good. I well, feel like yeah. – but it's he's way too expensive now. But he's averaging like sixty his last three games or something like that. I saw. Um, oh yeah, well that's because he's got a seventy-five with a try in there. If you take a small enough sample and add a try, and that will happen. Oh, I know, but he's just he's always just like slightly too expensive, isn't he? And he he's always yeah. like there or thereabouts, you know, keeper center. And yeah, never well, he really hasn't a, a good time to get him. He hasn't scored lower than thirty-five since round three. That's really nice, eh? Yeah. Which is very strong for a center. So, I mean, he's not a bat, but I mean, most people have Burton, Aitken, Taylor May, Targo, Penasini. Yeah, right. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like, do you need another center? Mm. I so, guess the only interest there would be from overall players looking for a round seventeen option. Yeah, yeah. If you were really desperate to sort of try to get a leg up, and you didn't think Aitken was going to go back to being an eighty minute edge back rower, I guess he's a he's a sideways trade option. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, Murray. Reduced minutes and and hopefully going to drop some cash for those that don't own him. Seventy eight break even, which he could well get this week though as well. So, um, do either of you guys have Murray? No, he's on the watch list now though. Yeah, absolutely. I've still got Dry Arrow getting forty forty sixes every week. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, at least he's a green dot. Yeah. Oh, mate, and you could do a lot worse than a forty six. Yeah, um, you could get a yeah. two from Caelan Ponga. So. Yeah, look, we'll talk I'll about that later, I suppose. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then obviously Cook doing Cook things. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving along to the second game here where we see the Seagulls come up against the Juggernaut Cowboys. Um, so starting off with the Seagulls, uh, Ruben Garrick putting up another big score. He's, um, you know, he's really making me look silly for going for Callum Ponger instead of Garrick when they're about the same price. Um, Just keeps going strides too. Oh, part mate, yeah, and just kicking goals, part of his base, yep. Um, and Cooler, really obviously, doing great things as well. Um, now he's now got a break-even of four. I picked him up at 220K. He's now at 400, which is a nice little moneymaker, but I'm thinking he's probably going to be my 19th man rest of the season. Mm, yeah, he could do a lot worse, couldn't you? He's um, really kicked on. He, he was due for a try because he's been putting up a, a lot of decent, like, 30-point scores that you'd look for in a centre because when they get that try is when they kick onto the 50s, and that's exactly what we got, a nice breakaway try, mm. get his uh, price really kicking on this week. Yeah. Admittedly, it was a pretty big punish seeing his score ticking over while I had the two for Kalen Ponga sitting in my team. So, yeah. I, um, yeah, while he was sitting down in my emergencies. But, you know, that's live, live laugh, love, as they say. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then obviously Saab as well. He's got a nice little 30. We've got Jason over on Twitter. Um, apparently Saab scored two tries this year, not one. Um, and, and he's given me the, oh, he got two in a row. Okay. Well, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. So he scored one before he left and then one when he came back. So, um, yeah, but a nice little 30 there without a try, um, a couple of attacking stats. And, um, I mean, he was a nice little, you know, He's probably still a, you know, if you need a break glass in case of emergency, green dot, although I guess we've probably got a better option at the Warriors this week now. Hey, Rob. Oh, I'm pretty excited, guys. Yeah. Talk about, oh, we'll, talk about we'll, I'll leave that for an hour and a half. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that in the box for you, mate, and we'll come back to that. Um, Thanks, this the Eagles team's actually surprisingly fantasy relevant here with also having Hamole putting up another big score, and he looks like he's a sort of a pod keeper edge player. You know, he's obviously fairly expensive at 714, but I, I sort of looked at it a couple of weeks ago and decided against it because he's got like a 60% try scoring rate, but I actually didn't sort of click on exactly how big he was until last game. And I just looked at him and I was like, mate, this guy is massive. And I mean, it's not ideal to have Cowboys and Storm the next two weeks. Um, Ryan, any interest in Olaquatu? Oh, look, yeah, no, certainly. I think you could do a lot worse. Um, I, I think it's going to probably pique the interest of a lot of uh, a lot of coaches now that he's turned down a, a, any talk of a Blues jersey by saying he wants to play for Tonga. Like, that's uh, what we want to hear as fantasy coaches. Um, uh, I, I think for mine, I'm, I'm probably going to let him go through to the keeper. I just think there's other guys I'd prefer for that we're going to touch on um, shortly for a little bit less because mm-hmm. he's up to 714K now, so he, you, you're definitely not getting any discount there. But no, no he, lo- he looks like a keeper. Yeah, no, and for those that jumped on for the round 13 buy, he's looking pretty good, 3.2%, nice little pot option there. And then DCE is back as well, obviously rested last week with that minor, uh, was it a quad injury or something like that? But um, he's another one, like, so I'm I'm, I'm struggling with my trades this week, and one of the options I can do is go Pangai straight to DCE, which I kind of like, but I don't really want to buy him straight into Cowboys and Storm either. Mm. And Like a near 80 break even too, just seems a little bit, Sort of may as well yeah. wait for Origin to be over. Well, he might be 740K in three weeks. And, yeah, exactly. And I've sort of wasted my 50K. And, I mean, exacerbated by Pangai being named at lock this week. So, um, yeah, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to. So, um, yeah, lo- lots of stuff happening there for the Seagulls. Uh, Cowboys side, um, obviously, Helam Lukey, sad stuff. He's done his ACL um, and he's going to present, I mean, probably, you know, He's going to come back for fantasy next year, but still be faced with the same issue of three into two, um, being that, you know, we've got the news today that Luciano Leilua uh, has been immediately released to the Cowboys, um, which sees Tom Gilbert actually out of the side, but then Con- Conley Lemuel is actually the one named on the edge. So before uh, – I I'm, right. should I tee off can – I, can I talk about the, the Luciano Leilua – chat today before or after we actually go through the Cowboys. Crack into it, I reckon. All right. Thanks, Rob. That's the sort of emotional support I need, mate. So Luciano Leilua is coming from a team of losers who have done absolutely nothing, and he's been poor all year this year. I saw somebody say, like, Luciano playing 70-plus. Was that you, Ryan, that was talking about Luciano coming onto the edge for 70-plus minutes? I was just speculating what his role could be because obviously he's not named today. It's hard to uh, know exactly. The problem that I have with that is every single one of these Cowboys players has worked their bag out. And I'm sure that might actually be what actually happens. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, it's not, you know, in the thing, but what I'm saying is like these Cowboys players have absolutely worked their bag out. They've tackled and tackled and tackled and tackled and tackled all their way through to the top three. It would be very disappointing if Luciano just walks into a massive minute role in this team, um, you know, I would imagine that it's going to go, it's going to go back to, I don't know what's, what's up with Gilbert. Did we get any news on Gilbert? He's got an eye injury. Yeah. All right. So it's probably a week or something, but 
I, like I'd be really disappointed if they didn't have Lemuel off the bench and Luciano has to train his way and play his way in reserve grade and force his way into the team. Like I'd find that really disappointing from the Cowboys that, you know, particularly considering like Lemuel was really good last week. They've got the quality there, the guys, you know, nobody's done anything wrong to deserve missing out here. And I'd just be, I'd be really disappointed if we just plug Luciano straight into a 70 minute role for fantasy to be great. But for for NRL, it would it would actually spell. I'd 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 lose a lot of respect for Todd Payton and what the Cowboys have done this year if they did that. So I really hope that that's not what happens from a fantasy perspective. Uh, from a footy perspective, from a fantasy perspective, obviously he represents great value coming off a of seventeen last week. But I mean, this Cowboys pack is just absolute chock a block with minutes. Uh, Ruben Cotter comes back off to missing last week. Uh, are you guys? You don't. Neither of us. None of us three have Cotter, do we? Not I'm yet. Not really but, keen on Cotter uh, this week. Yeah, he's in. He's in the firing line. Okay, so Ryan, what do you talk to me about, Ruben Cotter, mate? I mean, what what needs to be said about Cotter? He just seems like an absolute jet. It might not be the perfect time to buy him over this Origin period. There's a chance that Peyton could definitely manage his minutes. Um, I mm. could see that happening, but um, at the same time, he looks like a season long keeper, and he's just playing out of his skin at the minute. Mate, well, you look at his last five scores, 71, 59, 68, 50, 70. And mm. there's some tough, like there's three, well, there's two top, the two teams above them on the ladder and the Eels, not that they're, you know, anyone significant at the moment because they're, you know, about as useful as a dustpan and brush with a hole in the bottom of it. Uh, but, um, yeah, he, mate, he just looks like an absolute jet. And, I mean, he's one, like if you need a hooker, you could very well make the argument to avoid the gun hookers and just go with him. Um, and you know, I mean, 80 minutes in origin and didn't even look tired. No, he's he's a freak, you're like, he, he's the new Dallas Johnson, I think. Yeah, he's oh, Cam mate. Murray with better hair, eh? <laughs> yeah, better hair, and and you know, born in a much better state as well. <laughs> oh, for sure. Can I tell you? Yeah, mate, who needs a pretty boy like Cameron Murray when you got you know, just a true blue bloke, you know, like uh, Reuben Cotter? So, yeah, all, the, man, all these. I, all the, all these Cowboys blokes were born in the best state, you know, like Cotter, Nanai, like they're all just they're true, <laughs> yeah. true Queenslanders through yeah. and through. Yeah. What aside from bloody, play? aside yeah. from, yeah, well, yeah. Aside from Reese Robson, the dirty New South Wales player who's bloody, you know, they're saying they're bringing him into Blues camp, which I think is going to be great for him. Obviously there's, there's no space for him in the, he's not going to take Cook's spot, but I mean, they could do a lot worse than picking him at 14. Hmm. I mean, he he covers the hooker, but also can play in the forwards, which seems to me like probably the best role for them. But I mean, then they don't have the backs cover if somebody gets injured. So I still think um, behinds, but do you? I do, but I don't know. I don't know what Freddie's going to do. I wish I did, but um, could be anything. It won't be another outside back. I don't think. No, they can't. Yeah, they need <sighs> yeah. somebody who can fill. Like an outside back and a pinch. That's all. Like Angus Crichton can play in the centres. I don't understand what the problem is there. Just yeah. You know. I mean, Capewell did a job right in the centres for yeah. a good part of that game, and he was oh, he was great. So yeah, he's yeah, not he hard, in, like Tony Staggs, right? Yeah, yeah. Murray's played in the centres for South before in a pinch as well. Like mm. yeah, yeah. It's not ideal, but for half an hour in Origin, you can put up with it for sure. Well, he only mm. played forty minutes anyway, right? So yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I mean. Yeah, so the Cowboys, though, they've got fantasy relevant, really, 
you know, we're talking about Robson, Cotter, Tomalolo, who put up another fantastic score as well. So, um, and I mean, Nanai is an interesting one. I, I mm. mean, he, but he's always been an 80 minute edge. So that's not really changed. It's just whether you, ha- if you held him through last week, you're probably just, you know, rolling him out again until further notice now. Because I mean, you either moved him on or you think he might be a keeper and you're hanging on. Yes, I mean, agree. Don't agree. I've still got him. I'm going to hold him this week. I think, um, mostly just because Aitken's out. I think I've just got uh, another. I just have very few <laughs> green dots. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I'll keep him. And but I don't think he is a keeper. I don't think I'd go okay. that far. But he's been very good. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. It probably depends on the on the Cowboys as well. If he can take something out of that. Origin camp and and sort of preserve that um you know the attitude and cut out the demerits. So I think he could be absolutely because he's got the attacking stats for it. So what do you reckon, Ryan? You got Nana? You sold him a little while ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I sold him uh, in round just before round eleven because I was looking at his schedule and I was like, oh, he's got the Storm yeah. and Panthers. This is going to be yeah. rough. And then he comes out and puts up his two best scores of the year back to back. I did the exact same thing as you, I think. So, yep. All right, moving along to the Storm and the Broncos, so starting with the Storm. Uh, no, well, I mean, we've got Pappenhausen down there in 21, which is going to be interesting to see if he comes back. Um, uh, Grant Anderson, obviously, the the story with the two tries, but, I mean, base stats-wise, maybe not so much. And, I mean, he's 201K, available at centre, negative three break even, but, you know, he could be out as simple as, you know, Friday at 6.55 p.m. he might be a red dot. So uh, do we have a consensus that we're not recommending Grant Anderson? Yeah, don't do it. Yep, great. Um, outside of that, Jerome Hughes, how good's he? Um, yeah, so he, um, yeah, he obviously put up a, another stinker on top of his other stinkers, and it's good to see that the Talking League boys have caught up on that one, and and um, Kyle basically said the same thing I said on the pod last week, which is that he's not fantasy relevant until he puts up something. So they said one score of 50 or more, which, you know, kind of flies in the face of the three-date rule. But also, I mean, anyone can, you know, score 150. Um, but, I mean, is he – he's sort of not really – like seven tackles the last two weeks is pretty – like that 27 had two try assists in it. Yeah, I'd like to see a 50 without a try. Like that, because it seems like he can't. Can he do even that do that? He's, he's, it takes a double for him to get to sixty last time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean the um, and the big thing is like that they, they had a new guy in there, and he sort of mentioned the you know the sixty points, and then over the origin it was seventy thing. But obviously, a lot all that stats is based on PVL twenty twenty one ball, which we know now we're, we're you know we're fourteen weeks into the season, we know that's not the case. Moving forward, and I mean, if you look at Jerome Hughes prior to 2021, like season by season, as a 70-plus minute half, he's, um, you know, average 42, 45, and then 47 this year. So, you know, his scoring this year is pretty much in line with what we've come to expect from him. And, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's anything, and he's not fantasy relative. He's like Chad Townsend now. Yeah, yeah, yep. No, yeah. I'm with you. Yep, good. I'm glad, Ryan, because I'm right. All right. 
Other than that, uh, Cameron Munster obviously put up a low score, and he's actually within striking distance for me if I just want to go Pangai to Munster in one go, um, which, you know, would on its face seem like potentially a good buy, except I also had a look at Munster today um, when I was working really, really hard, and um, he's got a try-scoring rate of 50% this year, but his attacking stats are about seven points higher than even last year. Uh, on average per game, courtesy of the Rugby League Fantasy Pro app. Um, but, you know, previous to the seasons, like so the seasons like prior, it was 2018, 18 points of attacking stats, 2019, 18 points of attacking stats, 2020, 19 points of attacking stats. And then it inflated to 24 in 2021, but it's up at 32 this year so far. Mm. So you have to imagine that that is going to go down. Um. And, and I actually think he's probably going to come back to about a 50 to 55 average and he's still way over what I'd be willing to pay for him. Well, he's, his try scoring rate's a little bit higher than what it normally is as, as well. Like he's sitting around yeah, the 50%, 50. try, yeah, yeah which, which is normally he's around like 25% sort of area. So yeah, well, there's some regression. The, 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 yeah, the, the 2019 and 2020 seasons, he was 33 and 33% and then up to 39 last year, and then, as you say, he's up to 50 this year now. So, yeah, just um, hard to trust it. And I, I I can see him coming back to a, like, 52, 53 average and being, you know, 100K cheaper than what he is now, which is probably still a keeper. Um, but, like, we're sort of Dylan Brown range there, not not at 833. So I think I'm going to pass on him. Um, Jeez, he was good to watch on Wednesday night, though. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, mate, I love Munster. Some of the best footy um, I've seen from him. Yeah, just absolutely single-handedly just skull-dragged us, him and Valentine Holmes at, at, at points <laughs> through there. And then at other points it was Pat Carrigan. And then just I thought Ruben Cotter was going to get tired and he never got tired. But uh, I, I could talk about mate. State of Origin for another six hours, but we won't, we won't yeah, do that. We haven't that talked about it yet, so, yeah. <laughs> but um, what I actually do want to bring up is Ryan Pappenhausen. I'm but, but working off the assumption that he is going to be named at fullback this week. Mm-hmm. Um, is Ryan Pappenhausen a buy if he comes back and named it fullback? Not this week, think? I don't think. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to leave it for a week. Um, I was talking to, well, Ryan was talking to me about this. Um, but give him a couple of weeks, really, because there's no game next week, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. give, him, give him that week. Um, you know, his, his break-even is what? 50. Yeah. yeah. See, look, he could, he could, he could get a great score this week, but you know, give it a week. Yeah. What's the harm? What's the harm? Yeah. Well, he's I mean, the worst case scenario is you buy him and then he gets locked in and he's playing off the bench or something for Chris Lewis, and you got a, you got a bench twenty minute middle. That's what we're really hoping for at this point, isn't it? As we're hoping for him to play, you know, twenty minutes off the bench for a couple of weeks, get his confidence back, and then and then take that fullback role when he's about 600K and just, you know, wheels up Pappenhausen. Is that sort of – can we all channel our energy towards that? It would be nice, but uh, I, I, I don't, don't know. Gonna, yeah, I don't think we're going to get it. Um, I think oh. my reasoning about waiting a week is I just think back to what the NRL physio said when he first did his PCL. Like he was talking about mm. that PCL injury, about how generally when within the first like two weeks of return to play, like you see decreased um, – like performance output. So that's sort of yep. like making me think towards give him this week. If he looks all right, pick him up round 16. Yep. 
Okay. I like it. I actually forgotten about that. So, Ryan, that's why we've got you on here, mate, because you speak the sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good job. Poor um, man's uh, Brian Senior. Oh, mate, yeah. Who needs him? Nah. <laughs> no, nah, we love the NRL physio. He probably he probably clocked off when we started complaining about Gutho, mate. I know he likes Gutho. Nah, we love the physio. We do. Yeah. Um, moving across to the Broncos, no Adam Reynolds this week, uh, which sees him name the halves combination of Ezra Mam and Tyrone Roberts. Uh, obviously, Ezra Mam features on our Trade questions, I figure we're going to get a few trade questions. People got him last week. Uh, poor uh, Rugby League Fantasy Pro, a.k.a. Adrian, was getting absolutely bloody ripped on our Facebook page for uh, rec- ba- basically bad-mouthing him. But, I mean, Ryan, you and I, and we, we all sort of shared the same opinion of it, which is, you know, he was going to be relying on attacking stats, and which he got and got a good score. But, I mean, outside of that, it's kind of exactly what we expected. I mean, he had a try and a try assist and still only got 45. And there wasn't a lot of base stats in there outside of those attacking stats. Yeah, this is one of those ones because like in the Instagram DMs, like I had a lot of people like asking about Mam, and I was, because um, I decided to skip him myself because I, I'd, I'd seen all the same stats that, you know, we'd, we'd looked at. So, um, basically, he's, he's going to have a low base and he's going to need that attacking stats. Um, but I was hesitant to talk people out of him because because you don't know when yes. those attacking stats are going to come. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. he's 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 like Cody Walker in that like you you can look at Cody and say oh you know his his base is crap but he's relying heavily on attacking stats but you don't know when that big attacking play is going to come so that's why like you, this yep. is what you needed like you needed to hope for he got a try and you've gotten exactly that and now like anyone who's got on has been absolutely rewarded because not only did he get that try but now you're looking at a week with no Adam Reynolds which is just gold um you know generally any half that's partnered Reynolds has struggled um so to get another week to boost his prize against uh, partner mm-hmm. with Tyrone Roberts is just yeah it's great stuff if you got on yeah obviously the the counter argument and the tough part of it is they come up against the storm without their halfback um mm. And well, they got half a pain ass who's playing with zero shoulders. Um, why is he playing? Um, are we sure he's going to play? What, but, but like, why, like, for what purpose? I see they've got Xavier Willison and they got Ryan James there. They said they're going to give him up until game to prove his fitness. Don't give him a chance, rule him out. Like, it's not that hard. And like, no, A, you know, like, I'm like, I, on one side, because there's two sides of this, right? There's there's the Kevy Walters coach whisperer, you know, positive attitude, blah, blah, where you don't put the cue in the rack and just accept defeat and move on to the next week, which I absolutely love and appreciate that attitude towards things. And I think it's the mark of a winning thing. And it's a big reason why the Broncos have turned it around from last season to this season is like, I think Seabold would have, wouldn't have named Haas. And I think Kevy's going, yeah, he's going to be right to play. We're going to beat the Storm, blah, blah, blah. And that's his mindset. And that's what you need to be to be successful. But on the other side, it's irresponsible. And like Haas, you know, really they should rule him out and rule him out of origin too, give him two weeks to recover from the AC joint injuries on both shoulders and bring him back maybe in round 16, you know, and and give it a shake because the Broncos are a title chance this year, whether people like it or not. But without paying half, they're not. So <sighs> people keep saying both shoulders, but to be honest, like these we we know from the NRL physio these injuries have quick recovery times. It like it wouldn't shock me if one shoulder's completely fine now and now he's just mm. gotten unlucky and on the other. 
Yeah, but he also said that the way to recover from an AC joint is rest, and Payne Haas is averaging like 65 minutes a game and hasn't missed a game and played State of Origin. Mm. I mean, he didn't seem hampered in State of Origin, did he? <laughs> no, well, in fairness, they weren't doing a lot. They were just standing behind the goalposts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Licking their wounds. Yeah, mate. Yeah, he was just standing around Paying while Nathan cat. Cleary, you know, walked around aimlessly with a blindfold on. So, no, um, <laughs> well, Pat Carrigan tore him to shreds, mate. No, so, yeah, and, I mean, Paddy Carrigan's the other one. He's just no, he's just going from strength to strength, 64, 712K now, break even 44. Obviously not going to play round 17 because he's going to be a part of the series winning Queensland 3 nil whitewash state of origin team. But, I mean, you know, he's uh, for head-to-head coaches, he's a great potential option. Ryan, is he somebody that you're are you finally going to listen to me and jump on the Carrigan train or what? Oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should. He's in my prize racket. He's, he's, I mean, he's probably a better buy than Frizzell, isn't he? Oh, they're probably in the same in the same ballpark. Hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it under advisement, mate. I, I appreciate yeah. you looking out for me, though. No, that's all right, mate. I'm here to help. It, it might um, not be the best week to buy him, though, playing Melbourne. I don't know. No, no. Well, you know, mate. If you can He'll dispatch the uh, Jeff Haas is not playing. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, and this is the thing is he's he's kind of his game's pretty friendly to allowing to play more minutes because mm. he sort of does a bit of that ball playing stuff more than the you know the grunt work that Haas does, and he's either running a lot or he's tackling a lot. So, like, you know, forty four tackles, twenty seven tackles, forty six tackles, but then you know when he doesn't. When he doesn't tackle a lot, he's getting those offloads or whatever, and he hasn't scored a try yet, which, you know, I mean, he's a middle forward, so he's going to probably not score many of those, but you have to think he's going to get a win one or two. And, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a vice-captain option, maybe not a captain-captain, not and maybe ideally not this week, but, you know, if you need to put the V on somebody, you just leave it in your team. But now he's a nice pot. What is he? Like, yeah, 4.6%, so. And uh, the, Bronco, uh, the Broncos play Saturday after Origin. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I'm just saying, mate. Just put it in your little in your notes when you're thinking about it. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Moving along to the Sharkies, uh, Talakai named despite uh, being suspended, which was an interesting tactic from Coach Fitzgibbon. But um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, this is really about Hines and Cameron McInnes, who put up another good score, much to my dismay. Um, Fanukin, though. They're damned in 19. Um, I mean, it's really just, you know, Captain Nico, if you don't have Fingo, and, and I mean, McInnes, if you got him, just keep hanging on and praying, and that's that's really it, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah, or there's the goat way, Graham, eh, eh Ryan? Made us <laughs> back, back on the pitch last week, tearing yes, the Warriors mate. to shreds. Yeah, mate, but, 39 um, points. He's on, the, he's on the up and up. Oh, mate. Well, the Talo's really good as well, but maybe not origin, uh, maybe not fantasy relevant. Yeah, super coach, but not 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 the yeah. real fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Thirty nine right. is such a way Graham score too. <laughs> <laughs> like if you said to me you didn't watch Wade Graham play at all, what score did he get? I would have said thirty nine. <laughs> it was like the Leo Thompson twenty eight. Eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. thirty two. No, thirty two for Leo Thompson. <laughs> or the Reed Marnie forty eight. Yeah. Oh man. Or fifty one. That's the two options. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, no. Nah, so I'm kind of hoping that Fanukin comes back and make the McInnes owners get their, uh, you know, come up and because they're getting I'm, a bit big. I'm hoping, at the moment. 
I'm hoping Fanukin comes in fatigue, Wilton. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Well, because Wilton keeps coming on. Because Wayne Graham doesn't even play 80. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, Graham moves to lock when uh, Wilton comes on. Mate, when middle forwards are supposed to get more points, mate. You should be happy about that. Yeah, he comes off at the end. Yeah. That's okay. what I don't want. All right. At some point, we're going to have to talk about Will Kennedy, but it's not today. No. Um, <laughs> anyone, any other chance anyone wants to talk about? Yeah, we can talk about Kennedy when he's 220k. Yeah, okay. He'll get there. Yeah, soon. Uh, moving to the Titans. Uh, go, boys, I do want to have a come-to-Jesus meeting about Toby Sexton. So, <sighs> five scores, last five scores. He's got four scores over 50 and a 38 in 48 minutes. Yeah, wow. Base oh, King, he's running it. He's tackling like a like he's like Dylan Brown's larger but worse brother. Um, and he's kicking a lot. Um, you know, there's some tough games in there against Cowboys, Broncos, and seven hundred tech meters last week. Yeah, Nathan mate. Well, Cleary there's no Brimson. There was no Brimson. It was Asako and and Paul Turner in the in the heart. So he's going to oh, drop a little bit of that out, but he sort of doesn't really need that. And I mean, he's coming up. We're going into the Sharks, I mean, which he's already put up a, a decent score against. Knights, Broncos immediately after State of Origin, high-flying Bulldogs, obviously. Um, then Raiders, Storm, Manly, Dragons, Knights. So it's kind of a middle-of-the-road draw. It's not ideal, but, I mean, it's really only one super tough game defensively in there against the Storm. Um, and I mean, he's still cheaper than what he was at the start of the year. <laughs> he didn't say he was six hundred. No, it's just start, stupid face. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, like I can trade Pangai to him, bank fifty k, and get Savage out of my starting team. You know, and I mean, I can play Savage or Ponga in that way instead of foot being forced into playing both of them. And you know, instead of having a, to bench, you know, is is there a material difference between Sexton and what you're projecting from Munster either? No, there's not. There's nothing. Nothing. And Moses? No difference. Nothing. Yeah. Well, Moses has goal kicking. That's the only difference. Yeah, true, true. But Isako could be dropped from the Titans team. at any point. Any point that Isako could drop out and he, and Sexton could be goal kicking again. Yep. He so, should be nice. I don't know how Isako still got a spot on that team. Because he's goal kicking. That's it. I'm sure of it. <sighs> they got They got Mini Fafita there too coming. But, but I'm just saying, I'm like I'm really strongly like at the moment – if I make a trade at the moment, if you said to me, you've got to make a trade, gun to your head, I'm bringing Toby Sexton in for Pangai this week. That's my number one option. Yeah. Which Mate, is, you've it, made I'm like, trades than that before. No, I, I know. I made one about three weeks ago when I booked Callum Ponger <laughs> instead of Ruben Garrick. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just I just don't. I like, oh, mate, they've they got no one else. It's just Toby Sexton. He's doing everything. Like, I just, I don't. I, Remsen is back, point, isn't he? Yeah, but mm. he's played he's played like three of those other games though. Mm. We can't just ignore a guy who's like if you extrapolate that thirty eight and forty eight minutes, but even if you take it out, the last four games have been over fifty points, and he hundred percent would have scored twelve points in thirty two minutes. Like his his five game rolling average is well over fifty. Like you can't just ignore it just because you you he's got a stupid face, but like. At some point, we gotta we gotta have a think about it, boys. Because I mean, he's like the only half that is materially better 
is Cleary. Half half only, you mean? Not, yeah. not your Hines or Bertrand. Oh no, Hines. I'm counting Hines as a wing fullback because yeah. if you're yeah. playing if you're playing Hines in the halves permanently, you're sort of doing yourself a disservice a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean it's Cleary, and then it's like a tier with Munster, Adam Reynolds, Moses, and Terry Evans, Terry Evans, and Sexton. I'm not even sure that Terry Evans is better than Sexton. There's a hot take. I'm not sure. I don't. I think he is, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just boys, I'm just. I, I, is someone going to talk me off the ledge or what? We're gonna. We're just. Gonna, I'm not going to talk you off. Me, I just. I just, just don't really need a half this week. I think. I, we're not. And, it's not. Everything's about you, Rob. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, do you need a half mark? Is that why you're looking yes, at it? Yes, I need a right. half. That's right, one position right, I need. Right. I need a half. <laughs> so yeah. Because I, I, I suppose the, the counter-argument is he doesn't play 17. I don't care. So, yeah. But, you, you know, if, if you're an overall player, like a lot of our yeah. listeners are, yeah, then you might want to look at a Moses or a Brown. Um, but honestly, sure. if you're not, take him. I, I've yeah. got no issues with tri- yeah. um, buying him this week. Yeah. I just don't want to look at his stupid face in my team. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't, I don't you looked at Taff for the longest time, mate. So. Yeah. yeah. His beady little eyes. His eyes are so close together. At least he's putting up good scores while he's looking at you like that, you know. Yeah, Lord knows yeah. Taff wasn't. Anyway, yeah. we moved on to the most exciting part of the show. Where we finally get to talk about the Warriors. Oh. Rob, talk to me about Sean Johnson, mate. No, just talk <sighs> to me about Ronald Bogman. Don't talk to me about Sean Johnson. I don't want you getting upset. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, I was I was quite surprised that they didn't drop Sean. Um over CHT, but I think I think Bogmanen is a really good idea. I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for him this week. But again, not a lot of pressure on him, so it'll be really good to see what he looks like um, next to Sean, who's obviously a veteran now. Um, you know, he's got no pressure on him this week. Just see, just see what he can do, and then the, the lads are coming home to Eden to Eden Park to Mount Smart Stadium um, to play the Tigers. The couple of weeks after that and you know that'll be a great game for him so yeah. i'm very excited for volkman i don't think he'll score particularly well this week but th- that said he's going to be 220k and lots of people need cash and lots of people need halves like you mark so yeah mate, fire up well i mean this is an option as well is i can hang on to pengai and i can just move davi moali straight to volkman and plug him into my halves yeah i think this week I don't like Harris Tavita at 14, but also like Lusset could come in and play 14. I don't really mm. know. Like, is, is Harris Tavita going to play hooker? Probably not. No, he I think he's play, just like, there in case. Minutes, but they but... might just get Volkman. They might just get him in there. He might play 50 minutes and then they might sub him off or they might sub Sean Johnson off. I don't know. Well, That's true, actually. Game yet. No, 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 I just looked at that. Yeah, I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to eyeball Volkman this week and sort of see if he's going to hang on to the spot and what they're going to do. And I'm, no I, I, I'm not going to discourage anyone from getting him this week because I think in terms of options you could take, what we saw from him in the preseason and how bad this Warriors team is, it's not like they can get any worse, so they may as well give it a crack. And, I mean, this Warriors team shouldn't be as bad as what they are. It's really horrible. It's so hard to watch them every week. Yeah. Just make the same old stupid mistakes. 
Yeah. I mean, even, they got Fanua Blake working down like there. there. No. Well, you know, it's, it must be hard for him, you know, because he comes out and t- comes out. And, you know, when you got a guy like Sean Johnson, he's come in on big money or whatever. Um, I think he's only on like 450 or 500 or something, but he's just yeah, got like. But that's about he's 300 got some grand more than he should be earning as well. Yeah, absolutely. I would have done to him what the Bulldogs have done to Dufty and just dropped them from. Yeah, straight Reserve out. grade. Because yeah, what, what what message does it send to the to the younger players if you've got a guy showing up like that? Well, it's in fairness, it's been the same message the Warriors have been sending to their players for about twelve years ah. now. So, yeah. Well, yeah. When did we when did we make the final? Twenty eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. Well, that was, I did say about twelve, didn't I? Come on, mate. Maybe maybe Volkman can Sean Johnson us to the grand final this year. Like yeah, Sean well, Johnson did in 2011. Yeah, <laughs> that's my goal. Mate, you don't have. You, maybe you can start that against his uh, against the man that took you there, coaching wise in Ivan Cleary. So, oh. but um, I mean, outside of that, I am quite interested to see how this forward pack goes because I mean they got Fanuil Blake lurking down there. They've got Curran and Torhu both named with no you and Aitken. I think that's going to be a late swap with Curran going to the edge. I do want to. I have got one eyeball on Curran, but I'm kind of full up of dual edge middles at the moment. But I mean, he's somebody for people that are looking for a a cheap, you know, guy. He's 77 break even, 680k. He's going to drop some more cash this week. You have to imagine, and and be an interesting look in a couple of weeks. And and obviously, Tor, who's nice and cheap now as well, but probably you know, no no rush to jump on that one this week. Um, Ryan, any interest from anyone outside of potentially people looking at Volkman this week? Um, geez, not that I can see. I mean, I, I don't think people should panic on Tohu just yet. Um, no. I, I haven't bought him yet, but he's certainly on my watch list. Like, I think it's important to keep in mind, like that game against the Sharks, it was basically like PBL ball. I thought I was watching a game in 2021. Um, no Warriors player hit 40 tackles. Um, I think, yeah. I think Egan was the most with 37. And then after that, Tohu had the next most tackles with 31. So I think it's important to like frame that in your mind. Yeah, that, like. Yeah, he was a very low base that game, so I wouldn't panic just yet on Tohu, but mm. uh, he is getting ridiculously cheap now. Maybe just put it as an outlier and, and just eyeball it and see what happens. Jesse mm-hmm. Arthur's is back, which is just a good coaching move. I'm not sure it's a good um, yeah fantasy I like move. But yeah, uh, Rocco Berry is really terrible, so yeah, good yeah. On well, your that <laughs> that was one that we flagged in the preseason. So you know, good job yeah. to us. That on the back, yeah. Um, and then obviously Panthers on the complete flip side, um, very good team, strength to strength. And I, I feel I've I, the biggest problem that I have with executing my Toby Sexton's trade is not having the ability to Captain Cleary, who is my other option to bring in against this Warriors side. Although I do feel if there was ever a time to put your foot on the break and let Luai and Edwards and Appy run riot, this would be the game. So, I mean, he's a big Captain Cleary. Ryan, you've got Cleary now, haven't you? Yeah, no, I've had him for a little bit. Yep, no, good stuff. And um, are you still hanging on to Targo or moved him on? Uh, I sold Targo last week for Tamalolo. So, yeah, cool. pretty good. pretty happy with that. But, I mean, I think if you've got Targo, it's probably best just to hold him this week against the Warriors yep. and move him on. Because, like, I was looking at Targo um, – I think it's important to note because he's um, only had one score over 50 since round four. Mm. So he had four over 50 to start the season. And I I think 
something that's noteworthy there is what was significant about the first three games of the year. There was no Cleary. Like Luai was mm. taking a little bit more control. Right. Um, and maybe Cleary's first game back as well, Luai took a little bit more. Because since then, like from round five onwards, like his scoring has basically been, you know, mid-30s. If he gets a try, he can jag a 50. But, yeah, it's been a little bit more hit and miss um, than what we first thought at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you got, as you say, if you got Otago, just hang on to him this week and then look to move him on for a gun. Uh, Tyler May, a lot of people still have him. Stephen Crichton, a lot of people still have him. Brighton Toto made a little bit of noise last week, but, I mean, he's still going to go through origin. But, I mean, break even 17. If you're looking for a wing fullback, 555K, you could probably do worse. Um, but I, I wonder about where his ceiling is in the non-PVL ball era. Hmm. Yeah, especially on the right side as well. Yeah, I'm kind of happy to let that one go through. And if, if people happen to succeed with that, so be it. Uh, and then Isaiah Yo's back, but obviously same thing. Probably not jumping onto him through the origin period either. Now, so uh, any other comments on the Panthers before we move along, guys? No, I'm ready for the best team of the week. Up next, nah, the best team of the week, the Parramatta Eels. Oh man, <laughs> dead set. This is just a dumpster fire of a team, isn't it, mate? I just can't I can't get around today. I don't know. Imagine like, yeah, just waking up and remembering you're an Eels fan every day. Like, must be tough. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, even when they're winning, they're still like, they must they be horrible to support. They're Just, the most unlikable team in the NRL. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, I've yeah. never seen a team list of people that I don't like watching more. Which of these blokes would you want to have a beer with out of their one to 17? Dylan Brown, I reckon. Nah, see, I reckon he'd be arrogant. Maybe. Yeah, you know Gutho would be. Oh, mate. Gutho. If I saw Gutho, I'd punch him right in his face. <laughs> just, <laughs> just without context. No, nah, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably ask him for an autograph. But... Of course you would, mate. <laughs> and then you'd punch him in the face. But it'd be ironic. It'd be ironic yeah. and I'd post it on Twitter afterwards. Nah. Mitchell, nah, Mitchell, Moses, Mitchell Moses reminds me of Michael Clark as a captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you that... like Michael Clark? No, like he's one of those no, guys. It's like, mate. yeah, he's one of those guys that like he won't have a beer with the boys. He'll have a you know a Chardonnay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but it's like that's not the guy you want to go out on the beers with. No, I reckon if there was one person on this list that I'd have a beer with, it's the only Queenslander in the side, which is Reed Marnie. <laughs> that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah, he'd be all right. I reckon Reed. I, I, I think he seems like a nice bloke. Yeah, I feel like he, yeah, well, that's basically a Queenslander anyway. But, um, Matt, I, I get the feeling like Papa Lee would be an absolute menace on the piss. Oh, you know he would, eh? <laughs> yeah, I just, I have no factual basis for that. It's just, you know, like, you know when uh, you've just seen those, you know, and you see those people and there's just a facial hair, I just think he'd be a menace. It'd be yeah. like uh, Andre the Giant sinking about 50 beers on a, you know, yeah. cross-Atlantic flight type of guy. Yeah. I can imagine him sitting outside the mad cow at 2 o'clock in the morning eating an entire pizza to himself. <laughs> if you don't know the mad... If you've ever been to Townsville and you know the mad cow, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, fantasy-wise, it's really... I mean, the two halves were supposed to be in smash spots and, I mean, Moses... I, I was almost going to lose. I had bloody 
for the for the listeners, I know you guys both know about this, but I had I had a three on one. I had a fifty-seven point head start, and I had Pangai, Moses, and Josh Jackson against Jacob Karaz. And and I was like, oh, I'm gonna walk this in. And I benched Max King to close the pod. Um, but then I he he started Kraz instead of Pangai, and I was like, oh, that'll be right. And I'm at a sweating to the final sire, and I only ended up winning by five points. So three on one with a fifty-seven point head start. Like I should have I should have won by if I had to play Pangai, it wouldn't have been, been a, if I had to play King, it wouldn't have even been a sweat. But I told yeah, you, mate. You did. You did tell me. Look, look, we're not here to say, to point fingers at people, all right, Rob? No, that's mate, not, you did that's it. not the you sort of it. podcast that we are. So you did it. You know, mate, you, I gave you my read and you decided to play Pangai and you won. So happy days. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. Happy. Yeah. So I was right, basically. Okay. But we were both <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> do we, would we jump on? Are we jumping on Moses or Dylan Brown? No, I think I still would, is it especially a Moses. I think he's one bombed try away from a kind of mid fifty score. Um, yeah, again, in a, in a like a massive loss. Mm. I think I think I'd still take Moses um, if I needed a half. Yeah, I mean, if the Eels are going to be bad, Brown's, Brown's actually the way to go. Um, but if they're going to be good, Moses is you know he's the one with the attacking. More the attacking upside because I mean Brown's already done a lot of his attacking upside. Ryan, what about you, mate? You, you're on the fence. I know you don't own either of them, do you? No, I'm not particularly interested in either as well. No. But um, I mean, they're both probably keepers. But yeah, just I'm yeah. pretty happy not to own an eel at the moment. Yeah, I think the Sexton. What's the argument is what's the material difference between one of those two and buying Toby Sexton? Yeah, right. outside of yeah. outside around seventeen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then obviously Reed Marnie, same thing. Um, you know, what did he get, 51 this week? Did he get 50? No, 48. <laughs> 48. Yeah, it was the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite so, a few I mean, demerits he, in there. Yeah, but, I mean, but that's part of his part of his base. name. You know, he doesn't doesn't mind a missed tackle, um, and he sort of doesn't really do a lot outside of the tackling either. So, I mean, yeah, he's one I'd buy, but I'm not rushing to buy. He's like, you know, if he fits your price bracket, you need to keep off play it. You're playing for round 17. You probably want him in your team. But if to you me, the, safely skip yeah. him. To me, yeah. To me, there's five keeper hookers and he's comfortably fit. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Papa Lee, Ryan. You're a Papa owner? No. No, mate. No? We got no oh. eels. We got no, no eels. eels, mate. Neither of you have any eels. No eels club. Oh, oh mate, well. I've only got Moses. So uh, we've got one eel between five, of, uh, between three of us. And we, there's so many fantasy relevant ones. We're doing well here, boys. There are um, so many fantasy relevant ones. I was sweating so much going into yesterday's game with no yeah, eels. Yeah, well, between the Bulldogs the and the eels, there was about 12 fantasy relevant players. Unreal. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Papa Lee down to 882, break even of 82, which is a bit fun. Um, and he, if he's going to be playing his 50-minute edge middle hybrid role, um, he's going to be a borderline not even a gun. Um, Can he just go back on the edge? It's so annoying. I don't think he's going to. I don't know why no. New Corey can't play in the middle. Or play yeah. center. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they've got too many outside backs now. It's the opposite problem of what they had before. So yeah. I don't know why they don't drop like Makatoa or something that's not playing any minutes, move Papali E back to the edge, play, you know, Brown in the middle again or Madison at starting lock or whatever, play one of them big minutes and just carry like Opachik on the bench for injury cover or something. Mm. Yeah. He's just overplaying his hand, isn't he? Yeah. Right up, not though. adding anything at all. Yeah. And he's, he's not giving the guys any chance to develop combinations, shuffling people around, changing combinations every week. 
it's just not great. And I guess if you're using the argument that you're resting Papa Lee for finals, that's fine. But he did this exact same shit last year. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Papa Lee was really good edge back row of the year and then they shuffled him to the middle and got bundled out in the finals because they looked like they were a bunch of 90-year-old women playing bingo out there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, pro- I've already spent too much time talking about the Eels. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Um, Madison, 39 minutes as well. It's a big kick in the the Royal Rastafari and Nanes for Madison owners. So, um, Roosters, James Tedesco, um, James Ted Asco, um, per the, the puns, obviously <laughs> lower score. Um, but I mean, that was a pretty not great game last week from both teams. Um, I think he'll be better for the run. And I mean, who knows what Eels team's going to turn up this week. Um, you guys have Tedesco or don't have Tedesco? I don't. No, neither. Oh, it's just me again. Ryan talked me talked talk us out of it. Remember all those all those weeks ago? No, I've made so I've time, uh, about time he uh, felt a harder schedule, but even against a you know a bloody good team, he still put up thirty five. Yeah. Like, it was still solid, mate. And you'll take thirty five against a storm as well, too. So oh, better sure, week. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but uh, I guess the big news here: Billy Smith, he's back here. Uh, he lives. Um, and uh, what he, Momorowski's been dropped. It's probably about time. Um, I mean, where's he priced at now? Is he in the reasonable? I mean, it's probably <laughs> PTSD 292K with a break even a nine. Anyone interested? Uh, no. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and Penrith next week. I don't know. I'm pretty happy to. Uh... Yeah, let it go through the keeper. Yeah, Wait a week, see what happens. If he's a buy at 292K, he's a buy at 330K if he can do something this week, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, Talk Suali is going to be in the team for Tupo for Origin 2, which is a bit fun. Um, I'm pretty happy about that as a Queenslander, if I'm being honest. Um, that it's basically was just really Angus here, isn't it? Yeah, Butcher was really good oh, last yeah, week. Butcher. Yeah, Butcher. Um, I feel like I play told people last week. Not to sell him, so uh, you know. Thank, if anyone listened to me last weekend, yeah. didn't sell him. You're welcome. Well, you really got to stop big noting yourself, mate. Ah, oh, mate, just the one thing I got right last week. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. There's no, there's no need for victory lapping, mate. The the the, 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 the listeners know we're right. The people remember. Yeah, yeah. sixty five in the middle and fifteen on an edge. It's pretty. He was he was so good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty handy. I wonder. Um, I mean, they've got Drew Hutchinson, who's presumably going to play. He'll do a late swap with Verrills, and he'll play 25, and then Verrills will come on for the last 55. Um, and then Connor Watson looks like he's going to play the role he's actually supposed to play in the middle. But, I mean, uh, Radley also is not going to be far away either. Um, is Nat Butcher trapping people again, potentially? Or you think at 624 people aren't going to be – it's more of a if you're on, stay on. If you're yeah, not, I wouldn't, you get I wouldn't buy him. I wouldn't buy him. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. People bought him so recently that it just seems crazy to just at least give him a go. Once while he's starting lock and he's in this prime position, um, just let him score some points and then move off when you need to. Lovely. Anything to add to that, Ryan? No. Let's uh, no. go on in the green machine. Eh? Lovely. Moving on to the Raiders, who are surprisingly causing the amateurs a low level of stress this week. Now, oh, don't say that. Um, so, no, well, this at the moment, I mean, mate, Ricky doesn't do anything to harm fantasy coaches. Don't worry. Um, so Xavier Savage 
uh, at minus 11, put up a nice 45, comes up against Newcastle, who are not great. He, I think he's somebody you can comfortably put in your 17 this week. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, is he still a buy, Ryan, at 322K? Uh, I'd, I'd lean no. Um, I opted because I, I bought him last week. I opted for Savage over Man, which I'm not yep. unhappy about. They were basically the, the same, but yep. Savage was a bit cheaper. Um, yeah, because I think now, like you, if you're buying now, you're running the risk of does he lose the spot when Chance is back? Like oh, I'm sort of hoping that Chance comes back at 14. Um, you know, because we know Sticky occasionally likes to have an outside back on the bench, even though he doesn't have it this week, but. Yeah, I think the hope now is if you're on is that he just keeps pumping out these decent scores until Chance comes back. And if he can hold Chance out, that'd be great. But I, I don't know if I'd be willing to take the risk now because there's a chance you only get two games out of him and he's yeah. and he's gone in round 18. Or, or one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, just keep playing him while you got him and, and that's it, it probably at the moment. And the only other really obviously fantasy relevant option here, I mean, Tarpany is an interesting one and a name, but he's kind of pretty expensive now. He's Adam Elliott. 67 points, picked him up under 400. He's now 606K and strength to strength, break even still only 18. Um, you know, who knew that, you know, Adam Elliott was going to be within striking distance of Payne Haas? <laughs> Unreal. 20K uh, to Tohu Harris at the moment. Yeah. Well, I'd rather um, Elliott, honestly. Oh, right now, 100%. You, you couldn't, if you gave me the 120K, if you added it, I wouldn't make the trade and go Elliott to Haas. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's just doing fantastic. And, I mean, I'm trying to find ways to not sell Pangai this week. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just jump off Elliot or King a little bit early. But, you know, both of them are way outscoring Pangai and you've just got absolute rocks in your head and you're just enjoying the ride at the moment. Um, but Tarpany is one that we sort of do need to bring up because Matt, the Raiders fan, I may, maybe I wrote it off as, you know, oh, he's just a Raiders fan bringing up a Raiders player and I kind of maybe I fobbed him off a little bit too. Uh, early, but I mean, four weeks in a row now, he's played plus 50 minutes and his scores of 53, 64, 69, and then 94 with no tries. Um, mm. He's just tackle busting and offloading like a madman run meters. Last three games, floor of 209 run meters. Just an absolute beast. Is it sustainable? Yeah. Oh, yeah, geez. Uh, I think it's sustainable over the origin period. I just wonder like what's going to happen once origin's over and you know they're back to full strength and Sticky's not resting top um Papali'i because mm. you know they've 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 gone back to that four forward bench instead of having that outside back and I, I don't know, I just look at the start of the season when he was playing like forty five minutes. Like yeah, it's it's a risk. It's certainly a risk. Mm. And at seven hundred like I if uh, I know um, Matt is kicking himself, he didn't jump on it, you know, when he was in five ninety six or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But taking that risk now at 760 just sort of seems unnecessary. Yeah, particularly not when you got Ruben Cotter there at the exact same price or, you know, even, yeah, there's a bunch of guys cheaper who I think maybe their roles are a little bit more consistent. And the moment you think that you've got Ricky Stewart figured out is the moment that you come unstuck. <laughs> so, See what you did there? Yeah. Did I? No, I don't. Did... No, sticky. Sticky. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't notice that, mate. That's why you're here, mate. Puns. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I'm a poet. Didn't even know I was rhyming those words. Um. Yeah. All right. And then moving on to the knights. Callum Ponga disappointing. Got absolutely steamrolled by kick out. Hia obviously can't put that in the 
you know, you can't put that in the basket of, oh, we've got to factor that in that he could got to go two in the HIA because any player can do that. But, I mean, he's now representing maybe a really interesting buy, buy option for people looking for a wing fullback after the origin period. Um, Ryan, is, are you putting him on your radar or do you think maybe he's going to be too much of a headache? Oh, I mean, I think he's got to go onto the radar now, like with a break even that high, like in the what mid sixties at five hundred and five k. Like he's going to get down into the what potentially mid four hundreds, depending on what happens in his next mm. few games. Um, he's not someone I'm, you know, desperately going out to buy. But oh, geez, I mean, at that price, he could be an awesome eighteenth man, really. Like because we know yeah. he's got the ceiling. So like if you could loop him at four hundred fifty k or whatever he gets down to, like geez, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, I'm considering moving Ponga on to Volkman to facilitate the purchase of Nathan Cleary this week. Ooh, interesting. So move Hines down to win do fullback. And then I'll have one of Cooler or Savage that I'll have to play every week to go with Teddy and Hines at fullback, wing fullback. Hmm. So I'm just I'm just thinking about I'm tossing it up, which allows me to get Cleary. So but it makes me spend an extra trade that I don't really want to spend. Um, but, um, Robbie, the other guy here who I really want to bring up and, and sort of talk about, obviously we spent enough time on Frizzell last week and his proposition hasn't changed, but Mitch Barnett, his proposition has changed, um, being that they've dropped Lachlan Fitzgibbon and moved Barnett back to that edge role, uh, which obviously we know is much more fantasy friendly, um, at, you know, under 600 K is he somebody that you're looking at or are you worried about his longevity in that role? Yeah, I hadn't actually picked up on that. That's um, that's really interesting. I like that a lot. Um, 571k. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's terrible, right? Oh, maybe they told him if he didn't drop him, he's going to lose his job. <laughs> yeah, I expect he's going to lose his job anyway. But yep. Um, yeah, no, that's very interesting. I'll definitely have a look at that. Yeah, I mean, there's no middle forwards in the extended bench. It's you know a bunch of backs and Fitzgibbon. So my worry is they make a late change, Fitzgibbon gets named, Barnett back to the bench, middle, whatever, one of them out or something like that, and they do play on the Sunday. Um, and, I mean, the big thing with Barnett is because he's so cheap at 571K, we can – and he's only got a 30 break even, which is – like he's probably going to get – what even if he plays 80 minutes on the edge, he's a low to mid-50s average. So, you know, he gets 50, goes up to 595, 600 or whatever – you get two more weeks to think about it, wait and see what happens, allow for injuries, blah, blah, blah. If he's named there again, you can pick him up. Ryan, what do you think about that, or would you be taking the risk on him this week? Oh, look, it's not a bad strategy. I'm currently staring at him at, in my team at the moment as like a straight swap for Jackson Hastings, and given mm-hmm. that um, Hastings also plays the game after um, Barnett, if there's any late-game shenanigans like that, sort of gives me the the luxury of reversing and maybe pivoting to Frizzell or something like that. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I guess because uh, the risk with that is like you, you know, you, like you say, he could be shuffled back into the middle rotation, and now you're suddenly looking at a 45 in 55 minute type of guy. Um, yeah, it, it is a little bit of a risk, but it could be one that definitely pays off because like, he's just so much better as an 80 minute edge than he is um, in the middle. Yeah, I think for the Knights as well. Mm, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they have worked that out. Um, cause I mean, even he's one, like, you know, if you're, you know, you're looking at a, yeah, like your Hastings or whoever that you got in your team, you know, he's a really nice price point there. If you want to 
you know, you want to try and do that. But, I mean, yeah, there's so many guys in that price bracket, eh, that, you know, 700, low 700s through to that, you know, Barnett, sort of the bottom of that, that, that are interesting options. So It's almost like a Targo 30K upgrade is kind of what I'm yeah. looking at. And well, that's, that's what really I mean. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, last game of the round here, Bulldogs up against the West Tigers, starting with the victorious Bulldogs. Matt Burton uh, is just absolutely going bonkers at the moment. He's a genuine captaincy option this week against the West Tigers. Um, if you don't have Cleary, um, I mean, obviously, if you do, you want to stay with Mr. Cleary. Um, but outside of that, they've also got a bunch of other fantasy relevant options. Avarillo with a negative break even. They've got Karaz making money again. They've got Max King, awesome. Josh Jackson, Tavita Pangai, Fatal Mariners named on the edge again. But I mean, I wouldn't be mucking around with him. That could easily be a late swap again. Um, boys, what do we think about uh, options at the Bulldogs? I've got too many. <laughs> I own uh, what? You can't have enough, there. mate. How good are yeah. they? Yeah, well. Yeah, I only yeah, have four bulldogs four. at the moment. Yeah, I've geez, got four. Um... Yeah, just want to talk about Max King for a bit. Like his, he got what 30, fifty-eight points, no sixty points, mm. all base, like entirely base. There's only one offload in there. Yeah, he's a monster. It's unbelievable. Mate. And you know, you do remember Ryan after that West Tigers game. You remember I said that. Um, if Max King stayed at that 50 plus minute role, he was a keeper. You did. You did. Yeah, mate. You talked and me off the ledge that day, and I'm very happy. No, you're welcome. And hopefully, I took lots of other people off the ledge. One of the big, uh, yeah, I know a few people have jumped off him, but he's still massively owned at 30, almost 30%. And I mean, the big decision for people is going to be at some point, are you going to move him on? And who to? You know, if it's like, oh, he puts up one bad game and then you move him on, you know, you're running that risk that you're wasting that trade um, if he is going to stay in this role and, you know, who who knows? So, I mean, it's looking yeah. really, really strong at the moment. The real the real question mark will be what happens when Luke Thompson comes back. Yeah. Um, assuming he does, does he? come back. Well, they were shopping him. They were trying to get rid of him at one point there. Yeah, well, I don't he's know. He's got concussion, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got those symptoms apparently he's been dealing with. So, I mean, who Flu knows? Flu symptoms like, it was, wasn't it? I saw concussion symptoms. I, I'm sure I saw flu symptoms. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm sure it was flu symptoms. I think so, it is concussion. Okay. The, well, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Injury, uh, the injury ward says concussion symptoms, so okay. I don't know. All right. Well, yeah. you know, that could be, yeah. It, that could just be the fact that he's English as well. But but would would Pangai not go back to the bench and <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. Mexican back to lock? So yeah. I, I don't think it affects him as much as, as we think. I think it's just going to be a, a matter of people – probably not having enough trades to justify trading him. And then who are they going to get that puts up as many points as he does? His PPM is just so incredible. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the only really up. genuine upgrade in the forwards for Max King is Cameron Murray. Mm. Isaiah Yo, maybe. Yeah. But you know, what's the difference between Isaiah Yo's base stats That's the and thing. Max King's base stats? That's the thing. It's just, you're yeah. just paying for a known quantity, aren't you? Yeah. Correct. So no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying Max King's the second best forward option. I'm just saying. You are <laughs> saying is. that Toby Sexton is the second best half option, though. I'm saying he's in the tier. I'll tell you. <laughs> Come, I'll tell you who I'd rather than. Yeah, I'll tell you who I rather than Jose. Yo, Ruben Cotter. That, that's oh, well, that's the equivalent. Yeah. Oh, that's the equivalent. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, it's because he's a Queenslander, mate. Do you reckon Max King's a Queenslander? 
Oh, be. I don't think it'd it have is. to be. Surely, he's got the heart of a Queenslander. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can make him an honorary Queenslander. Rob, find out where Max King's from. Googling it right he's now. He's from the UK. Oh, that's right. That's Queensland. Yeah, that's Queensland. Yeah. That's fine. No worries. Where did he play though? Gold Coast was his first <laughs> club. Perfect. He's a Queenslander. Queenslander. Get him in. Yeah, Queenslander. Get him in. It's great <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Maxwell yeah, King. Obviously, yeah, yeah, Maxwell King. Oh, that's it. Perfect. And yeah, it was nice to see Jackson as well putting up a 61. Good stuff. Yeah, he was great. Good he was so good. Uh, West High is lucky last. We didn't uh, talk Dan about Carez yet. Oh, mate. Carez well, was good. unbelievable. He, yeah, he's good. But, mate, you buy him or you don't. Like, I mean, you got him or you're not, you know, at 429 really, aren't you? Well, you're obviously not buying him, but just, just you know, relish in you your wanna, successes from buying you him. You want to revel in the you know? glory, mate. We're Absolutely. at 80 minutes. We were supposed Absolutely. to make the buddy. We were talking off air before about how the, the team list part of this pod's only 45 minutes long, and, Rob, you've doubled the time. I feel like the more we go through good play options, the less we can, you know, the quicker we can scoot through the questions at the end. You know that's a lie. Which, admittedly, I haven't <laughs> read yet, so it's going to take just as long. But... <laughs> Yeah, and before we actually move on as well, we there's a there's a big there's there's literally the biggest pink elephant in the entire room this week that we've just completely glassed over, which is Tavita Pangai Jr. <laughs> yeah. So on what the T I was watching the telecast and the only thing like the first thing that came out of Michael Ennis's mouth every time he opened it was Pangai's been enormous. And then they put his stats up and it was like seven runs for sixty meters and nine tackles or something like that. Yeah, one hundred seventy-two like, meters. Really? That's... Yeah, but like, yeah, it was at halftime. It was seven runs for sixty meters and nine tackles and ten demerits. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I had him and I was sweating on him, but I mean, he threw some of the most audacious offloads I've ever seen, and some of them were errors. Whatever, he three penalty, so minus twelve in demerits. I, I just have to wonder whether it would be irresponsible to move on a guy who averages over one PPM, who's starting at lock, playing in the middle against the Tigers. I, I think you just, you, you've either got to get off or you've got to ride the roller coaster. Cause like, you know what you got, Pangai you is. You got Pangai for a reason, didn't you? This is him. No, but I've had him since round one. So yeah, like he's just been in my team the whole time. And I, I'm kind of like, he hasn't gone anywhere. He's just sitting there causing me stress. I don't think I'd tell yeah. him, but I don't have him, so it's easy for me to say. Yeah, I, I, I've owned him. I've, I've, I own him. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to sell him this week. I was considering it last week, but yeah, I think it was just one of those, you know, Pangai games. If he keeps doing it, I, I think the three date rules in a, in effect here. If we get mm. three shitty dates, I'll move him on. But yeah, yeah. Would so what you're him? telling me? What you're telling me is I should not save currently. my trades this week. All save all the trades this week, and just do a Torhu Harris Tevita Pengai loophole using Aitken's red dot. I mean, if you don't need a half, you keep going on about how you need a half. Well, I don't need one. It just means I have to play. It, I have to play Xavier Savage and Kalen Ponga this week. You want Cleary, don't you, against the Warriors? I'd, I'd like Cleary against the Warriors. But yeah, like I just I I worry about selling Pangai who's playing fifty plus minutes in the middle because he's gonna be a keeper if he does that. But it's gonna be a stress filled keeper, and I sort of don't <laughs> yeah. really need it at the moment. Yeah, I've got so many middle like I've got 
Tomalolo, Carrigan, and Max King in my mids, and then I got Frizzell and Crichton in the edge, and then I got Adam Elliott, Josh Jackson, and Toru Harris on the bench along with Pangai. Yeah, wow. So I have to leave one of that group of players out every single week because I've got Harry Grant and Reese Robson. So either I trade a half, trade to a half, and then play one of – and then I can, like, put Savage and Cooler – or my bench, or play Savage over Ponga if I like to match up or whatever. Otherwise, I have to play both of them and leave one of my gun middle dual forwards out, which is the reason why I need a half, because I need to get my team balance right. Yeah, I think I would trade Pangai in. Is there anyone other than Ponga you can trade to get Cleary? And no, Rockman? well, unless, no. It, unless it was Savage, but that would be silly. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but like I could go, but even if I like, like, it just means I've got to pick a half that's not Cleary, which is yeah. easier said than Sexton. Now. Yeah, so Sexton, or I mean, I can just bite the bullet and take the thing that Cherry Evans is is going to go back to gun status. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I, get I just, Cherry I think he's like fifty seven, fifty seven. But like, you know, even if you put Sexton at fifty two, fifty three, you know, it's you're paying two hundred k for three or four points and it just completely empties my bank that I want to keep in case Elliot or King shits to bed and I've got to move them on next week to a gun. But like I might be able to move one of them onto Cameron Murray with that 200K, you know? Mm. It's just not, you know, it's not footy. I've just got to make a smart decision for my team here. So anyway, move on to the West Tigers, boys. It's not all about me. Stop talking about my team. Um you know, the West Tigers is going to be short, sharp, and shiny. Avoid everybody with a number one through 10 on their back. Um, and then we've got to talk about 11, 12, and 13 here. So Luke Garner, 40-something with a try in the edge back rows. Probably not the way you envisioned that 40-something happening, but it happened anyway. Um, and then, um, I mean, he's probably still a potential buy option. But, I mean, the more interesting buy option now with Luciano leaving is... So we put ourselves through another round of Kelma Tuolungi stress. Yes. Tuolungi sees it again. We ride again, boys. He's got yeah. such a soft melon, though. It's so hard. <laughs> He's so good with his on the paddock. but No, I think it's not hard. That's the problem, mate. Yeah, it's just very <laughs> soft. It's... Yeah. It's yeah. a mushy well, melon. I mean, the best thing here is that his break-even is 44. So you get a free week yeah. here to have a look, see what his role yeah, is, see if um, – because, I mean, this is a very interesting bench with Adam Dewey and Vanua Brown both on it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I Dewey's going to come on to the way. edge. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, I think Dewey's going to come on to the edge. Uh, I think there's going to be a late change in there somewhere and there'll probably be Jake Simkin or something in there. But, I mean, Farmano Brown does the same job. But, I mean, this is also interesting because – so we've been asked – to have a look at Joe off and Gowie, but I also want to highlight in the same conversation, Alex 12. Oh, physio's back. So. One champ. Alex 12. (laughs) Alex 12, since round six inclusive, has played at least 50 minutes aside from the 47 against the Bulldogs um, at 1 p.m. But. I mean, scores 76, 46, 65, 38, 50, 47, 66, which is kind of like, like it's okay. There's nothing to write home about. But, I mean, if that 60 turns into, like if it's a consistent 60 minutes a week, like the three games he's gotten 60 minutes 
out of that stretch, the four games he's got 60 minutes out of that stretch, it was 76, 65, 50, and 66 points, the four games. Mm. So if he comes on after 20 minutes and plays the game out, which looks like what should happen in this rotation, he's a 55 average probably option and he's at 695K, which makes him interesting. Um, but then probably, obviously, you probably want to go for the guy who's starting, but, I mean, Joe O is a bit more expensive. But, I mean, did you actually get to do a chance to do a deep dive on 697 for Joe O yet, Robbie? No, not really, not as much as I wanted to. I had a quick look at his scores, and I, I think I would be interested in a position where you're overall focused and you want to kind of use him as a keeper with – the goal of maybe moving him on to Murray or something after mm. Origin. Um, he's playing pretty big, like at 65 minutes. Like if you take out the couple of games where he's played, like where he's played at least 60 minutes, he's got one, two, three, four, eight, eight out of 11 games this year, he's played at least 60 minutes. And his average in that's 55.5. Mm. Which is, you know, that's borderline elite gun level stuff at 697. You just know there's uh, someone out there who, who bought him at like 490k. Oh, <laughs> just by accident. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like yeah, it. like 250k. Yeah, I like it as well. If you're playing overall, um, yeah, it's or even even if you're playing head to head. Yeah, but who they got options? Who's going to take his minutes? No, Stefano's out for another you know, four or five weeks, I think. Yeah. And Tyron um, Peachy, and, he's not even in the team. Like, what's, yeah. what's, he was the big worry that he was going to soak like 60 minutes at lock, but they just obviously, they've, they've worked out he's a fraud. You know, <laughs> and I mean, it must be, it's a scathing indictment when you can't make it into this Tigers squad. But I mean, really, like what's stopping him? No, nothing. Um, it seems like it. his role. It's it's been his role for basically the entire year. So I mean, what's going to change? He's only played what one game under fifty minutes the entire season. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Go. Wheels up, let's go. All right, boys. Now, uh, Rob, you have done uh, the honors for the viewers of organizing the questions, uh, which I assume you've also <laughs> been keeping up to date while we've been recording, haven't you? I've been too busy writing down the minutes, mate. Mate, you are shocking. All right, um, but I can read them out again. Did you? Oh, oh, let Let me start because I've got an anonymous uh, someone who wants to remain anonymous in the uh, Instagram DMs. Oh, yeah, is it the uh, long time listener, first time caller? <laughs> is it Red Dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's supposed to be anonymous. Stop trying to guess who they are. Okay. <laughs> um, he wants to know. I mean, I think this is a pretty straightforward answer, but he wants to know what what are Lemu 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 Jeez Lemu Elus prospects once Cotter Nanai are back, does he fill Lukey's role? Um, I, w- I mean, I've already given you my thoughts on this. Um, what they should do and what they will do, and, I mean, money talks as well. Um, I think at 240K, I probably would have had a poke at him, but at 360, I'm, I'm happy to let him go through to the keeper. Mm. Especially with even if even if um, you know Luciano comes in on the bench or reserve grade or whatever, they've still got Tom Gilbert who's apparently back in round sixteen as well. So you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think if I was looking in that price bracket, um, to a luggy. Well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's RFM. the way I'd probably go. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I like it. No, let's say no. 
Rob happy with that? Happy to move yeah, on? Absolutely. Rob, you yep. like it? Yeah, yep. Rob, you stop. Mate, you gotta pay attention to the question askers, mate. You can't be sitting there <laughs> patting the dog, mate. She's she's had her walk. You leave her alone. All right. Should we crack into the Facebook questions or do you want to do the Instagram ones, Ryan? Now you're on a roll. I can uh yeah, I can rip into the Instagram ones yeah. while Go you on. uh sort your stuff out, mate. Hey, I'm um, <laughs> All right, Mark, he wants to know, playing overall, Hastings to Moses, yes or no? Oh, if you want to put yourself through some stress, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, I mean, he's playing yep. overall, why not? And he wants to know the uh, best cash out uh, playing 17 for Targo or hold until one comes up. Mm, I'd probably just go to Volkman and not worry about it, eh? I'd probably just hold this week, given that he's playing the Warriors, and then go to Volkman next week if Volkman yep. looks all right. Yeah, yep. good. I like it. Um, thoughts on Leo Thompson to Mam and Hastings to Lolo from Zach? Oh, I really Mam struggle so to recommend Mam, eh? Yeah. I really like it this week, but then next week it gets like a it could be a massive headache. I suppose there's there's two weeks, isn't there? Well, especially but... with Tyson Gamble, who was apparently close this week too. What about just going to a like Jay Gavarillo or something? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, no one's going to, it's not man. sexy. No one's going to like that advice at all. Mm. He's cheaper than yeah. man, isn't he? Yeah. I would almost be more inclined to get Volkman before I got man personally. But um, I mean, if you need someone for your 17, you could probably do worse. And there is a chance that he hangs on to the spot. But like, I was listening to the way that Kevy was talking about Mam, and he's like, oh, you know, he gets a good opportunity with Tyson Gamble out injured. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you know, he's got an opportunity to earn his position or something like that, you know? Mm. Just the way that he spoke about it, it was like, oh, no, he's just an injury fill in. So that was the yeah. vibe that I got. Um, but if he does play well, there's absolutely every reason he could keep the spot. It's just. But Gamble sort of didn't do anything wrong, and the Broncos were winning no, he before he got injured. No, you're right. So, you're right. I, yeah, I just I really worry about it, and I like I can't I cannot recommend him. All right, um, Elon What's Murphy, Lolo. Yeah, yeah Hastings Lolo. to Lolo. Yeah, pull the rip card on that one. Um, yeah, Elon Murphy here, otherwise known as Austin, who has just way too much money in the bank. Um, he's looking at doing Gilbert and Fletcher Baker to Cook and Barnett. What are we thinking? Oh, Do it. Wheels up. <laughs> he's just, yeah, just, just go by. I think he actually comes in and asks these questions every week but doesn't actually execute any of the trades. Would yeah, no, he just, wants, he just wants to show off. Uh, oh, I think I'd go, oh, geez, I don't know. Actually, I think know. I'd get Cotter because I can I can do the same thing and I, yeah I, I'm leaning towards Cotter. I think they average very similar and Cook is like 100k more. I just think uh, Cotter's more likely to have round 18 off than um, Cook is. That's right. They play first, yep, don't they? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, good job, Boston. You've got way too much money, mate. Um, Red Dog Shawnee, he's back. He wants there to he know. He, he hates to ask, but is Pualangi fantasy relevant again? Yes. Absolutely. He is, yes. Um, all right, James, he wants to know, has Mam got a chance to hold his spot? Looking to bring him in for Ilias. I think 25%. Yeah. Where'd you get that one from? Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, lawyer maths, isn't it? I've made this up. But I, I think I, 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 would, I would not, I wouldn't put money on it, you know. Like I, if he gets a spot, it's going to be through sheer luck. 
Yeah. You, I, I'm going to put it at 10%. Are you, are you an actual lawyer or did you just watch Suits? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I am currently watching Suits, so... <laughs> All right. Um, I love the amateurs. Will Will wants to know. Um, this is an interesting one because we didn't really touch on this. Is Aitken a sell? Um, no. No? I've got a Robert. theory with Aitken mm-hmm. that maybe he comes back and plays centre because I think his, I think he's better at centre. Like, not for fantasy, obviously, but, like, we've re- really been screaming out for a good centre and he is actually good. He hasn't passed mm-hmm. the ball. But, Although, in uh, fantasy, the Warriors are screaming out for good players in general. Yeah, but we seem to have – oh, absolutely. But we seem to have some all right kind of back rowers um, yep. and, and lock options, and it just seems crazy that he hasn't played centre at all this year. Yeah. Uh, is, I mean, is Jack Murchie good enough to hold that, hold that spot over? I think so. Him or Serenin. I think Like, they're fine. They're not good, but they're fine. So you're saying Aiken's a sell? Uh, no, no. Um, but I'm saying – You're first here, Rob says. Yeah. <laughs> Rob said Aiken is a sell. That's what he said. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to sell him, and, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if come round 16, we see him named on the center. Now, keep, in mind, keep in mind, Will here is, you know, he's in like the top 10, I think, overall. So you've got to keep that in then mind. Why is he asking us questions then? No. Yeah, what, what, what you need to do is plug in whoever your center cover is, like Kula, for one week. Or Targo. Wait and, see, wait and see what happens with Aiken for one week. And then if he's named at center or some shenanigans in round 16, then you can move him on. But he's not losing money this week, so you should not be selling him for a one week. No. Okay. Because all you're doing is creating a point of weakness in your top 10 side by right. not having and Aiken it's... and Burton in the centers. His second question is, is he can go Hastings to anyone. He's thinking Reynolds, Clemmer, Hunt, Cook, or yeah, just anyone. I guess not Reynolds. Guess. Literally nobody on that list. Yeah, yeah Cotter. Well, oh no, he will he's, to- he's in the top. He's, he's top. playing overall. He's in the top ten. He's playing for overall. What was what was his list? Sorry, Reynolds, Reynolds Clemmer, Clemmer. Reynolds next trying. week maybe. Clemmer the go. Clem is a good shout. Do we think Clem will play Origin? I was chatting to James about this. No, he earlier. will not play Origin. Freddie okay. hates him. Yeah, he shouldn't, but he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is Joe Offengali. Yeah, good shout. Okay, excellent. Um, all right, J- Jesse, he wants to know, with Nico as my only gun wing fullback and running May and Savage, is it worth getting Ruben Garrick or do I hold out until I can get Teddy and Pap? That's an interesting question. How much is Garrick now? The, yeah, seven hundreds. Oh, that's so expensive. Yeah, nah, I'd wait for I, Pat. I think I'd wait for Pat. Yep, agreed. Um, all right, Harry. He wants to know: thinking of yeeting Haas and Ponga and Hastings this week, mm-hmm. or should I be holding instead? So, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think Hastings is a safe yeet. Yeah. What about yeah, Haas? And, Hastings. What about Haas and Ponga? Where do you put them on the yeet scale? Haas plays pretty early in the week. Um, you should know about Haas, really. Yeah. If Haas is rested, I'd be, I don't know, I'd be maybe more inclined to hold, uh, to sell him. He doesn't He's look playing. For, for me, like, I look at Haas the same way as Tamalolo a couple of weeks ago. Remember how you put out that graphic, play, you know, play it straight, hold on to yeah. Tamalolo. Yeah. Because, like, he's almost at the point now where he's too cheap to sell because literally anyone who doesn't own him, if he's he bounces back... Yeah, exactly. Like every like Mark, you're probably going to be looking at buying him in like round after Origin, like round eighteen. Oh, 100%, mate. Hundred percent. So cheap. 
Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like he's sort of in that same bracket as Tamalolo was a couple of weeks ago, where he's like, oh, geez, if I if I sell him now, like literally everyone else is going to be buying him in a, mm. in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I lean towards holding him. Um, Tomo, you uh, can sell if you need to. I think if you if you need to fund some other trade, but I. I would probably hold him, I think. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be got, buying him. So. I mean, if, if you're going like a Ponga and Hastings to like a Cleary and, or a Murray or Cook or whoever and, and um, Volkman or something like that, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I mean, even if you wanted to do Hastings to Sexton? Yeah. Well, just, yeah. just the one. Um, <laughs> um, Connor's asking about uh, Carrigan. Is, it, uh, is he likely to get more minutes? Or just, mate. How many minutes do you want him to play? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jesus it's possible. Christ, he's playing sixty-five minutes a game. Leave the poor bloke alone. He's working hard. Bring him in and well, don't ask any more questions. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's asking about Carrigan or IPAP, and I think the answer is easily Carrigan between the two. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Um, Tiana wants to know if Haas or Aitken sells. I think we touched that. Uh, Alex doesn't ask a question. He just, he's just saying Ponga is the priority number one out. I'm done with him. He's yeah, I can him. understand why you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, just circling back to Will's question as well. Sorry. The other option, if you want to bring in somebody this week, is Mitch Barnett, if you want to bank some cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Mitch Barnett. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yep. Um, playing around 17 as well. Yeah. Um, the Rev, he says his patience is wearing thin with Tohu. Should I trade him out for Tamalolo? Do not do that. No, I don't do that. That's sideways, I think. Yeah. Maybe. It could even be no, backwards. who just had a bad round. It could even be backwards. All right. Our main man, James Shepard, he wants to know, fellas, who is the better buy this week, Lolo or Barnett? Primarily head-to-head focus, so round 17 doesn't matter. They're both basically the same price as well. Yeah. I think I'd lean Lolo. Just a surer spot for me. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to worry um, about his role. If Barnett is the 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 eighty minute back rower that we all hope, then I'd probably lean him. But we just don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Lolo. I think. Yeah, Lolo seems like the safe play. Barnett seems like the uh, you know going for broke. Hope yeah, a spot play. Yeah, I yeah I kind of I kind of like I kind of prefer Barnett. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I might, you know, you guys all know about my risk tolerance, so I think I'd go Barnett too. <laughs> yeah. If in doubt, pick the dual player is my. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Unless it's Blake uh, Cat. Well, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. All right. Paulie, he wants to know, he's uh, he wants to try and get Carrigan. So he's debating either selling Tohu as have plenty of edge cover right. or sell Haas for Carrigan and keep the money to pick up Pappenhausen next week. <laughs> No, no, I don't think you can. Do I think that. I would have done Haas to Kerrigan last week, but obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wouldn't be doing it this week. Yeah, I kind of like it. Would you do Haas to Kerrigan? No, I don't think I would, but I like it. <laughs> it's not my team. It's not my team. I love that people are considering that. That's great. Um, yeah, James said about it last week. You know, just said. <laughs> Is Haas to Kerrigan crazy? And we said probably yes, but then, look, you know, that would have been such a big swing. Nathan uh, Flattery wants to know um, Hastings or Ponga to Harris. I think the answer is Hastings, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. Yes. To Harris. Yeah, to Tohu. I like it. Do it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, do it. 
No, I'd do that. I don't have any problem. Don't be so negative, you. Rob. Uh, it's pretty hard. It's pretty tough. I have I have Tohu Harris. And, and, yes. Yeah. That's why yeah. you're feeling jaded, mate. Just, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't I have Harris, you'd be week. looking at buying in this week, wouldn't you? Oh, of course I would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not getting any cheaper than he is now, I don't think. His break-even's 54. Like, it's basically leveled out. Yeah. Oh, you um, can always be Panthers, cheaper. Though. It's the Panthers, but... No. Just jump jump on and, and just ride the, uh, ride the potential. Definitely sell Hastings, though. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, um, Mitch, she asked, is Aiken playing less minutes a concern? Well, I mean, he had a HIA on the HIA. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't worry about the low minutes. Um, as, I mean, he's asking some head sell Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, physio, mate. Settle down. Yeah. He's asking if he's him, him and Kelma Tuolangi, we can no. get him a headgear sponsorship, surely. And um, Luke Keary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All no, right. no, don't sell Aiken. Moving along. Any more Aiken related selling questions we're moving along from? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll you know as much on. as us listeners. Okay. About um, don't oh, tell them that. They'll stop listening. <laughs> about Aiken, I mean. We know as much as they do. <laughs> All right. Nat, he asks I'm trying to get rid of people, so I have 114K in the bank, thinking RFM, but he doesn't play round 17. Are there any better options? Tuolungi. Yeah, Tuolungi. He, say, he says he's Everolo, also thinking maybe? of. Uh, yeah, one of those two, I think. Um, no, round seventeen, mate. Go, go. Or the Cody Ramsey. No, nothing bad will happen if you get two alongy. Don't worry. I think mm. I'd just hang on to Peoples for another week, see yeah. two alongy, and then trade yep. him next week. Smart, love it. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, what are the? What's the Reynolds forecast? If and is he? He wants to know is is Adam Reynolds a trade? He's looking to trade out to another half or Pappenhausen. No, no, unless you're trading him to Nathan Cleary, you're trading backwards. Uh, yep. I, even then, I just I would just keep Reynolds. Half has been such a tough position. Yep. Um, and final question from Instagram: Jake wants to know what do you think about? Oh, Mark, did you? Is this your burner account? What do you think about <laughs> Hastings to Ben Hunt? <laughs> oh, I love Ben Hunt. No, don't buy Ben Hunt. Buy Toby Toby Sexton. Yeah, Toby Sexton. Um. He say Hunt looks to have a more favourable run home and could potentially be a keeper. Um, he's also asking about Ezra Mam. I think we've discussed Ezra yeah. Mam enough. No. Yeah. yeah, Toby Sexton, I think, is uh, the official advice if you want a mid-range sort of 600k half. Correct. No bueno. All right, sweet. Rob, long to you, mate. All right, Facebook. Facebook, lads. Um, this is from a friend of mine, James Flynn. Shout out to you. Um, is Savage worth picking up or is that ship sailed, Ryan? I lean towards the ship sailed. Um, if you're feeling lucky, pull the trigger. But I wouldn't be doing it if you if you're running low on trades and you've had a bad run of emergencies turning into red dots. Because um, you're really hoping he holds. If you're buying him now, you're hoping he holds the spot and chance comes back on the bench. Absolutely. Yeah. And second Take part, um, Robson or Cotter. I know James is head to head focused. So I leaned Robson during the Origin period. I'm okay with that. I mean, I've got the same issue, but I, I think I'm going to go Cotter, but to each their own. Um, Morgan says, Haas to McInnes, given the two bung shoulders and origin, and could Elliot be a keeper? Um, he could be a keeper, Elliot. Haas I, to McInnes is such a tough one. I don't think I'd do that with Finucane coming back. Yeah, I'd rather Carrigan. I think if you're going to sell Haas, I'd go all the way down to Barnett and bank some actual money. But Haas has lost so much as well. It's... Yeah, but it's 130K, 140K still, 150K. 
and you're getting around 17 player and you can put that 150k to good use. If you're going sideways to another origin player or a guy that might lose minutes or something that's almost the same price, you may as well just hang on to Haas and ride the shoulder wave. I think mm. I would. Um, yep. As for Elliot, uh, he could be a keeper, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him keep playing 60 minutes. I don't know if he's going to keep that up. Yeah. TBA, unknown. Yep. Uh, this is an interesting one. Anyone we should be looking at getting in now for round 17 specifically? Mitch Barnett. Yeah. So we got Joe O as well. Yep. Uh, ben Hunt. <laughs> Not. Well, he's playing State of Origin, mate. He's State of Origin hero, whitewash Queensland Ben Hunt, mate. Leave him alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, potentially Pappenhausen in the next week. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. Maybe sixteen. The only mm. person that's urgent break even wise this week is Barnett, and even then, you know, you're probably talking about twenty five k maybe. So, round seventeen is really tough if you are yeah. overall focused. Um, well, that's sort of why we highlighted attacking thirteen. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's, it's just a bit of a shit show. So, so many terrible teams playing, or just like not fantasy relevant teams or all the like, only fantasy relevant players they have are playing state of origin are playing state of origin because they're good yep. yep um cool good idea to stay away from peps pepenhausen to at least round 20 no round 20 is a no, long time yeah round 20 is a long time i'd like to give it a week to, yeah i'll be able to jump on round 16 if he looks good this week maybe he's waiting for his four trades to kick in <laughs> <laughs> he's run out already he's maxed out he's done poor fella um, will Haas be the same when he comes back, or will he be limited? Oh, how, can we, how can we know that? Yeah, there's a chance he doesn't even miss a week. Yeah. yeah. Mate, if he's on the field, he's going to be paying Haas until he gets injured and pulled off the field. I think Haas on one shoulder is still, you know, he'll still play 55 minutes. Yeah. And, well, unless he gets pulled off because he's re-injured it. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, can, you, can you see Garrick being a keeper? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the, the bar's not very high for wing fullbacks this year. Once yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. Yep. Um, question from Lachlan. My biggest hole at the moment is wing fullback with Hines, Cooler, and May, starting with Carraz and the emergencies. I also have upgrade options of Andrew Davey, Targo, and Penasini. Looking at Teddy, but with Origin and tough run, not super bullish. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay to just roll with those four and keep keep upgrading elsewhere. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, like I've I've got the I've got uh, what Heinz, Savage, Karaz, Cooler, Ramsey. Like I'm running with Heinz and a bunch of cheapies until Pap and Teddy yeah. are ready to be picked up. Yep. Is no, it what's no. your plan with um, May Ryan? Uh, will I'll, you trade him next week, maybe? Or yeah, I'm definitely not trading him this week. Yeah, I'm definitely not trading him this week against the Warriors, but he's he's definitely a potential upgrade target next week. Yeah. If, um, Pap looks, if Pap looks good, I could just go mate at Pap next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, question from Jaden. Peoples to Will Kennedy. <laughs> yes. I think you wait Would for you? him to bottom out. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, May, it's just, May like to it, Campbell it, Graham. Um, sideways? I don't know. Well, May's scoring's been a little bit down recently. I don't. I just. I, I'm not too keen on selling Taylor May when he's playing the Warriors, though. No. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that this week. Yeah. Come back next week. Try again next week. And then he says, "Which mid edge would be a good replacement for Haas?" I don't think I'd be selling Haas. 
for yeah. any of these we've, people. We've sort of seen this see above. Yeah, yeah with regards Barnett. to yeah Barnett or you know yeah any of the others we discussed. Yep. Um, Hastings to hunt. No. Drink water or ma'am. Neither. <laughs> Sorry, nope. there's a comma in there that I've missed. Hastings to hunt, comma drink water or ma'am. None. Zero. None. Yep. Great. Yep. Would you do Hasa Clemmer? Maybe Sexton. Hasa Clemmer is interesting. Yeah. For, if you're overall and you wanted to avoid the stress of the shoulder injury, I could understand why you would make that move. Yeah. Is Clemmer the best mid playing 17? I'm not convinced that there's any difference between the future scoring of Mitch Barnett and David Clemmer. If he keeps the, if he keeps the yeah. edge spot. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kurt Mann's back in the middle 65 minutes this week. Uh, question sure. from Matt Pickering. Um, Hastings to Pat hey, plus someone. Hey, Uncooked Spaghetti, welcome. Yep. Sorry, sorry, mate. I just... No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uncooked Spaghetti. Uh, Hastings to Pat plus someone under 600K. Barnett. Pat. Toby Sexton. Choose, choose yeah. your favorite. Pick yeah. your poison. Or Lolo. Lordy said Lolo, which is not yep. a bad shout either. Yeah. Um, Haas to IPAPs, head to head. No. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hate it. Uh, a lot. Just seems like a bad time to buy iPerp. Hate it. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's all of Facebook. Not a huge amount all right. of Facebook. Yeah, no. before I jump on the couple of Twitter questions, I just want to get an immediate reaction from you guys. Felice Cafusi found not guilty at the judiciary. Unbelievable, eh? He's such a grub. <laughs> just tell us what you really think, Rob. I love him. I love him as a <laughs> Like, if he was on your team, I that think that is Queensland State of Origin Kafusi. whitewash hero Felice Cafusi to you. Thanks, mate. I yeah. feel like I'm going to get a bit of hate when I say my opinion, but what, not is what it, do you what, think? Is it you part of the game? Was, you think it's good? Oh, I, no, I, I just didn't really see too much wrong with it, but then like everyone kept on saying how bad it was, and I was like, so in my head, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong here. I'm, I'm happy to accept that, but well, Ryan, um, sometimes people on the internet are stupid. So, yeah, it <laughs> sometimes may be people on podcasts right are stupid. Too. It, may, it may be that you're right and they're wrong, but you know, based on evidence, I'd say it's more likely that you're wrong. But, well, the judiciary agree with me, but that's probably a bad. That's probably well, a loss in my column. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you're not really putting up a stout defence at the moment. So. You just well, know that the NRL establishment of, um, thinks that I'm right. Yeah, a lot of backdoor yeah. deals that go on with the judiciary, yeah. you know. Mate, next yeah, we know you'll be mate. bringing back the six agains in the full thing and, you know, we're dropping it down to three inter- interchanges to increase fatigue or something, mate. <laughs> we'll call it RD ball. Yes. Instead of PBL ball. All right. There's only like six Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, the other social media platform, Twitter Fire questions, and then we'll wrap it up because we're almost done. Um Something about George Korobosi from the Titans Jersey flag team. Uh, obviously, no, don't, I don't know who that is, so don't bribe him. Um, uh, hi, team. Discovered you coming into the season, enjoying the content. Trading out Haas and Hastings, who should I replace with? Only have 34K in cap and head-to-head player. Haas and Hastings. Um, well, jeez, oh, I think we've spoken about all the good options. Yeah, like, I still like... Uh, I mean, we haven't mentioned Tyson Brazell this week, but like I still like him. Um, yeah. This yeah. Week. We spoke about him all last week, but I still think he's a buy as well. And potential he's round 17 option. Than, but a lot safer than yeah. Barnett. Can you go, sure, yeah. can, do you reckon you'd go, so Haas to Hastings, uh, sorry, Haas to Frizzell's like 25K, and then he's got 34 in the bank, so call that 60K. What's the gap between Hastings and Sexton? 
like 20,000, isn't it? It's oh, mate, yeah. Well, pull the ripcord on that. Yeah. Sexton's yeah. 593. Hastings yeah, is 577. No, no. Sexton, yeah, no. Oh, and get Frizzell. Yeah, pass Frizzell. Yeah, bang, done. <sighs> yeah. Open the pod. Rob, I know you're scared about selling Haas, mate. Stop sitting on the fence. I'm not I'm not sitting on the fence. I'm I'm keeping him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not sitting on the fence. I'm keeping him too, just because I right. don't have the trades to be trading. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'm not gonna you're give gonna you the advice to sell Haas. You're gonna be buying him in two weeks, mate. If you're emotionally attached to it. Yeah, mate, look, sometime I've I've got to get up the ranks and people selling Haas. I'm not gonna talk him out of it, mate. These people are convinced. They just want to know who they're selling him to. That's it. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. They don't they don't care about you wanting to hold on to Haas, mate. They you know, they're they're adamant. They, they, they know. know. People know better. They know Felice Cafusi's a grub, mate. Don't you worry. (laughs) Yeah, no. All right. Trading Ponga out. Uh, Don't have the cash to upgrade, but I can go Ponga to Mam or something like that and start cooler. No. Yeah. I think you're probably better off just hanging on to Ponga at 500K. Yeah, because who are you going to get? Like Everillo or something? Yeah, unless you go all the way down to Vulcan or something and put the money in the bank. Yeah, I think I just hold on to him. I just hang on to Ponga and just he can loop Ponga. It's probably ideal, isn't it? Yep. Just for yeah, a few I mean, weeks. he might put some points up against the uh, the mighty Raiders this week as well. Uh, Hastings out have five ninety nine k. Thinking Sexton or Barnett. Yes, Sky knows what's yeah, up. Either. Yep. Yes, whichever position you, you need more. Yeah. Are we happy with that? Yeah. Um, I guess Barnett if you're playing overall. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let position be the decider if you don't, if you, if you, if you need one more than the other. But yeah, if it's if it's neither, um, I think Barnett's maybe safer. But they're both risky in their own way. But that's why they're under six hundred k. Grant Anderson, a buy. Nope. Yeah, uh, I think so. Is Hines definitely not playing round seventeen with Origin duties, Ryan? Because well, I know get... Rob thinks he's going to play Origin. Well, he's got to get picked first. He's yeah. got to get picked first. Um, yeah. Geez, like, well, I mean, that game uh, last week against the Warriors, he didn't really do much, I don't think, to put his hand up Origin. I don't think he played particularly well. He, he makes a lot of poor decisions at times. But I guess if he's playing Origin, he's probably not going to be relied on to make decisions. Um, no. Like, he was outplayed, outplayed I, I think, by Moylan last week. But um, Yeah. He's got to have one game of the year where he plays well, though, Moylan. That's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And... Pick him to do it against the Warriors as well. Um, I do. I do not think that Hines is going to play Origin, so I think he's going to be a Balmore in seventeen. Yeah, that'd be nice for everyone. Uh, Marion Seve. Oh no, Seve. just avoid. Don't well, I, just, I don't even know. I don't even know what he costs. So I haven't heard his name all year. 450 k. Yeah. What's he no done? Way, no, surely. I mean, I don't want to write him off completely because you know. Okay, he had two tries and scored an 83 on the weekend against the Roosters. Yeah, chasing last week's points, mate. Yeah, no bueno, Jen. Um, tra- I traded out Max King three weeks ago. Oh, no. Since then, he's averaging 60. Should I trade him back in at value, and is there anything from anything keeping him from maintaining minutes and roll? Thanks plenty, plenty from a battler. I guess the minutes <laughs> is probably just Luke Thompson. Like That's the only thing that could really change his role. Yeah, I, I would find it hard buying price, him though, at this price. Yeah, I'd much prefer a Barnett, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but as absolutely, you shouldn't have sold him, but hindsight's yeah. always twenty twenty. 
Although five eight nine, like yeah, it's just not a very sexy play, is it, to buy him back? No, no. I mean, it's fine, but yeah, there's uh, like yeah, it's you, you're bringing in a guy who's thirty percent owned who might mm. have his role reduced, but I mean, maybe not. Since since Potter's in, he's averaging fifty plus minutes every week. So yeah, Potter yeah, well, his, his his role has changed since Potter took over because like when yep. um like before when Barras was in charge, like he was like a thirty five minute type of guy, mm. and as soon as Potter he, took over, his minutes shot up. Yeah, and he should have been playing the minutes he's playing now. So, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to bring him back in, I wouldn't stop you, but you're blocking yeah. the pods and ranks jumping above you, whereas Barnett, I think, has a little bit of upside and, you know, he's going to play 17 as well, which helps. So, And the last one, um, cash down options for Taylor May. So not should I sell Taylor May, uh, which for the record, we're, we're all in a range that you shouldn't, but if you're going to. Cash down options, thinking RFM. Do we prefer Tuolungi? Yeah. I think long term I prefer Tuolungi, but again, I'd, I'd really like to wait a week. Cool. All right. Yeah. So I guess the prevailing advice is maybe just try hang on to tell me. But if you don't want to listen to us, which, you know, lots of people don't want to listen to us, then <laughs> then, then move him on for one of them, I guess. Yeah, Fatal Marin is a hard one. He did a couple of like junk tackle bus type plays where, you know, without that, it probably scoring wouldn't have been that great. So I think if he gets back to playing 80, then he's possibly a, a look. But I sort of don't see it happening in this team with all these things. Neither really. The they have they so many back growers. Yeah. And yeah. all their middles just play massive amounts of minutes, which is why they've got all the back growers in their team because yeah, they don't want right. to take their middles off the bench because all the other middles that they have are terrible. So they need to. Yeah. They need to keep them out there. So, yeah, and, and boys, I reckon that as well. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, boys, I reckon that'll do us. Hey, this is more yeah. than two hours now. So, Jesus, <laughs> way too much. Well, did you get the individual timestamps on every single question that people ask, so you can tag them and tell them what time we answered their question? I'll tell. I'll tell James roughly his one, but other than that, no, I didn't. All right, I got if, the. I got the teams James. though. I got the teams. Oh, good, good and man. And the FAQ started. All right. Started at eighty nine minutes. So Yeah. Well that's because that's because Ryan said off air that the teamless part only takes forty five minutes. Yeah, we doubled it. Yeah, I but you Ryan. ranted about you ranted about the eels for twenty minutes. Oh yeah, well, I it, ranted about the Warriors as well. Sorry, Les. Yeah. In in fairness, if we didn't rant about the Eels and the Warriors, people would have been upset. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Those are the things we're really we just giving TikTok the people track. what they want. Yeah. I just want I'm want looking the, forward to all the other comments like Holy shit, two-hour pod again. <laughs> yeah. I want the part where you you slag off Luch coming in to the Cowboys to be a, on a TikTok because you started off so hot. He's come from a team full of losers. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be so yeah. good. I was, talking right. to, I was talking to Stuart from Boom or Bust the other day, and he said – he's like, oh, yeah. He said, oh, I'm glad, you know, our podcast following's pretty um, – Small, small, because you know I'm not going to get in trouble for slagging people off or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, mate, if I haven't been in trouble for that by now, you'll be fine." <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what the laws are around that, but you know, if I haven't been in trouble for it by now, I should be right, I reckon. So, all right, boys, thanks for joining us. It's been another pleasure. Two hours of my life. I'm going to eat my Taco Bell. I've resisted eating it till now. It got delivered to me about 15 minutes ago. So I'm going to eat my somewhat cold, beefy, cheesy burrito and, uh, yeah, go to bed. But, um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us, Rob. It's always been a pleasure. Thank uh, your dog for not barking through the episode. Yeah, no, she was very Did you give us some? time. 
Did you give it some Finergan or something? <laughs> you put some sleeping tablets crushed up in the dog food, mate. Mate, anything to anything to get another week on the pod, eh? Yeah, good stuff. Good. How about you, Ryan? What's what's going on, mate? Are you you happy? You ready for a puncture and exciting weekend of football? Yeah, mate. Yeah, just uh, hopefully just keep the wins coming. Just trying to yeah. claw my way back into the uh, top eight of the of the hurt locker. That's my goal. Good, good stuff. And we'll have to work out what we're doing for international round instead of Origin next week. Yeah, it's mid season review again. Who knows? Stand, stand, stay tuned for next week to find out exactly what, what we're going to do because we don't even know yet. Yeah, if you're still <laughs> listening at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, the people are. They love it. All right. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Talk to you next week.